Blog Talk Radio. See, I've been watching you for a while, smiling stuff, but I know if I can be with you for the night. Alright, that alright, baby, baby.
let's first take a look at the ratification of the amendment because this is a matter of controversy that um, got me into a lot of trouble for raising it in uh, the Reconstruction chapter of my, my American history book. But I'm only repeating a, a totally mainstream interpretation. I found it hilarious. People never even heard of this before. The argument that the 14th Amendment was not constitutionally ratified. I mean, this, the old National Review used to just take this for granted. I mean, old, you know, old conservative publications, libertarians, all, all understood this. Uh, in the 1950s, U.S. News and World Report published an editorial saying, of course, we all know the 14th Amendment wasn't legitimately ratified. I mean, this was just sort of common knowledge. Now I say it today and I get like Max Boot saying, oh my gosh, where did Woods get this crazy idea? Like I just invented it. Sort of funny. Well, let's look at, at what is the claim being made here. There are a few factors to take note of when we look at the ratification of the 14th Amendment. First, we have the fact that uh, to, the, the amendment was proposed in Congress and two-thirds of, of, of the people present voted to, uh, to, to approve the amendment. And then it gets... Then it gets passed. It gets uh, sent out to the states, and then three quarters of the states have to ratify the amendment for it to uh, take effect. Well, one thing we can note about the passage of the Fourteenth Amendment is that it was not, shall we say, entirely without blemish. At the time that the amendment was uh, set to be voted on and, and discussed, John P. Stockton was a newly elected senator from New Jersey. And he was known to be an opponent of the 14th Amendment. And he took his seat, duly took his seat in the U.S. Senate at the beginning of the 39th Congress. Well, informal canvassing of, of uh, senators made quite clear that there was no two-thirds majority in favor of the amendment at that time. Uh, in fact, it turned out that the amendment would have been one vote short of passage. So, a motion was introduced uh, not to seat John Stockton. But he's already been seated. This is the problem. He's already been seated. So you can't really vote not to seat somebody who has been seated. If he's been seated you're supposed, and you want to get rid of him for one reason or another, you have to vote to expel him. But expulsion requires uh, a two-thirds vote. They didn't have a two-thirds vote <laughs> to expel him. So they voted not to seat somebody who had already been seated. Okay, I mean, it's sort of like, you know, how can something be both A and not A at the same time and in the same manner? So they voted not to seat this man who had already been seated. Uh, and then they went ahead and voted to approve the 14th Amendment. Now, that's, you know, it's really not legal. It's right, not, not a proper procedure. But that's, that's actually the least of the problems associated with the amendment. Then it goes out to the states. Now, Tennessee ratifies the amendment. But here's how Tennessee ratified the amendment. The problem that was occurring in Tennessee was that opponents of the amendment were refusing to show up at the state house uh, and thereby preventing a quorum. Okay, I mean, you have to have a certain minimum number of people present in order to conduct business. Well, opponents of the amendment thought one way to prevent its ratification is just not to show up, and then they wouldn't have a quorum. Well, in order to get a quorum, uh, two of the anti-amendment Tennessee legislators were actually kidnapped and forcibly brought to the state house and, and declared to be present so that the vote could take place. Now there are some sticklers, you know, who think that kidnapping is immoral, uh, you know, who, who would throw you know some doubt on this, the legality of this. And the f thing is that when the when the, the house speaker called the roll, well, these two uh, representatives refused to answer. They refused to, to, to say they were present. 
because in their minds they weren't you know, spiritually they weren't present they were only there uh, you know under duress I mean really by force so they refused to answer the role but nevertheless they were declared present so that the the, the amendment could be ratified in Oregon there was a situation that was at least as irregular as that one. In Oregon, you had a case where the legislature of Oregon voted on the amendment, and they voted to approve the amendment. But then it was discovered that two of the Republicans who had been elected in Oregon had actually not been legally elected. When they actually looked again at the votes, it turned out that Democrats had been elected in those two seats. So two Republicans were removed, replaced by two duly elected Democrats. So some people thought, well, we should re-vote on, on the amendment now, that we have the legitimately elected people present. This time they voted not to approve the amendment. But they were told by the federal government, sorry, we take your first answer. Okay. <laughs> New Jersey. Now, New Jersey and Ohio, the irregularities there, are it's not quite so clear-cut. I mean, obviously in Oregon, there's no, that's, that's, uh, there's no excuse for that. And in Tennessee, there's obviously no excusing that. New Jersey and Ohio is not quite so clear-cut, but arguably there's at least some kind of irregularity here because both of these states rescinded their ratifications. And they rescinded them, though, before the amendment went into effect. It was still being voted on by other states. I mean, you could argue that if the amendment has already gone into effect and then you vote to rescind your ratification, it is probably too late. But arguably, they may at least have had some right to, to withdraw. But they were told once again, sorry, we take your first answer. And New Jersey in particular, at the time that they attempted to withdraw their ratification, they actually announced, they said that we, have a, we are fearful that this amendment has been worded ambiguously with deliberate intent so that in the future it can be used to deprive us of our liberties. Very interesting. Well, the most fundamental reason, though, that there was an illegality involved here is that here you had the southern states which they, they ratified the 13th Amendment in 1865, abolishing slavery. No one had any problem with them then. 1867 rolls along. The radical Republicans in Congress, who are the wing of the Republican Party, who favor you know, a very harsh settlement with the South, now that they're in power, in 1867, they declare, the, the, uh, other than Tennessee, they like Tennessee because Tennessee ratified the 14th Amendment, but other than Tennessee, the other former states of the Confederacy, the other 10 states, were declared in 1867 to be illegal, without legal governments. And they're going to be militarily occupied, they're going to be divided into five military districts, they're going to be deprived of self-government, they're going to have, in effect, martial, military courts open. Uh, so that was all declared in 1867. That was said about the southern states. But at the same time, these same states were told, you have to ratify an amendment to the Constitution. Now they're trying to have their cake and eat it too because either they're legal states or they're not. If they are legal states, then you shouldn't be occupying them with the military. Uh, if they're not legal states, then you can't ask them to ratify an amendment to the Constitution because they're not legal states. I mean, you may as well ask France to ratify an amendment to the U.S. Constitution. It would be perfectly irrelevant. So in other words, you're depriving them of all the privileges of statehood, but nevertheless you're going to impose on them one of the burdens of statehood. You're going to actually demand that they ratify an amendment to the Constitution when you yourself have just said they're not even legal. The states, as constituted in the South, are not legal. So it's been argued that, therefore, their votes could not have counted. In no way could an illegal state, by definition, his, that vote for, for the, uh, the amendment be counted as a vote in favor of the, of the amendment. 
I mean, that, that, that's not to mention the coercion involved here. I mean, one, there was one congressman who said that um, when, when the 14th Amendment was sent out to the states, Tennessee approved it, but the other 10 uh, southern Confederate states rejected it. It was a northern congressman who said, well, the southern states have rejected the 14th Amendment, so we are going to march upon them at bayonet point until they, they do ratify it. Well, most, you know, most legal principle, principles would have it that a decision that you're forced to make under duress is not legally binding. So, so we have that difficulty as well. And for these reasons and, and even several others, uh, very recently, like early 1990s, Forrest MacDonald concluded that the 14th Amendment was never constitutionally Every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L. On the New Evolution Radio Network. Law. Put on the mind of God is what you have to do. What does that mean? Go get something. You already got it. El Fatah. Open is your work. The becoming is your work. Everything you need, you got it. If somebody says, be ye perfect, you'd have to already be perfect because you can't put pieces together to make perfect those apart. Perfect is one. Undivided. Unbroken. Complete. Well, brother, let me tell you something. You already got it. You already are it. You just don't know it. And what I mean is, this thing here does not know it is perfect. It keeps telling you, you're making mistakes. You don't know what you're doing. You can't do that. You don't know how to do that. I'm poor. I ain't got. I don't know what. That ain't where the mind of Christ works. But that's what you want to quiet in your mind. And put, I can, I know how, I am. I so desire. For whatever it is you so desire, you decree it, declare it, and proclaim it. That's how you get it. Because that's how you got everything else you got. As to whether you did it consciously or subconsciously. It doesn't matter. You have three levels of mind. The super the conscious and the subconscious and you think on all three of them it's what you're thinking that makes the difference if your subconscious keeps making you make mistakes it's because you keep telling it to do so and as long as you tell your mind it's broken it's going to behave like a broken mind it's going to keep you poor hungry and scared that's imperfect. Turn that shit around. I am G-O-D right now. I am Master 
able and noble right now. That's your prayer for transforming yourself to G-O-D. And don't accept anything less than that. Stop being a servant. Stop groveling in your prayers. Claim your divinity. Claim your godhood. Claim the knowledge of the universe. Claim your wealth. Noble Drew Ali told the Moors, each and every one of you is supposed to inherit a million dollars. And he said that in 1920-something. How many millionaires we got now? Hell, you can't... You, what do you mean, not many? We got so many, we can't even count them, man. Where are you living at? I'm trying to tell you something. You have to get you past poverty with this. Quit thinking, poor. Quit thinking, I don't have it. I don't... I can't get it. Don't look up and see somebody else hit the numbers for $20 million and they tell yourself, I, I can't... I, 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 I. What the hell are you talking about? Why can't you turn around and tell yourself just the opposite? I didn't win 20 million. That's what the sister did when she opened up the Bible. And the Spirit told her to read those verses in that chapter. And then when she got ready to close the book, the Spirit told her, don't close that book. Write them numbers down. <laughs> and, 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 and carried them to the window. Wait a minute. I'm talking about right here in New York. A black woman who used to scrub floors for a living. Six million dollars that weekend. She ain't scrubbing nobody's damn floors no more. You know what I'm saying? You know? Quit reaching for the bottom. And the money's on top. Real money. And, and don't ask God for some money. Because a penny is money. And he'll give you a penny if you ask for a penny. You know what I'm saying? Quit asking for cheap shit. <laughs> damn supermarket full of steaks you go in there and buy some damn beans and rice what is you doing you know, you know get up here why is it you don't think you're supposed to live a wonderful pleasant prosperous life who told you you wasn't supposed to do that nobody but you well, quit doing that. Yeah, quit going for the okey-doke. It's okey-doke. I'm poor. It's okey-doke. I ain't got shit. It's okey-doke. Yeah. I'm sick. It's okey-doke. Yeah. I don't know shit. It's okey-doke. <laughs> quit, quit going for okey-doke. You hear me? Now, I'm talking to your spirit. Because that's what's going to get you out of poverty. And that's what's going to get you out of hell. Is the God within yourself. That's the one you're looking for. That's your best friend. And that's the only one who will be with you forever. When Jesus goes somewhere else, that God will still be there. You sure enough want to make him and her your best friend. A God that will always tell you the truth. Only if you will always Listen, when you stop listening, everybody starts telling you a lie. Because that's what you're looking for. 
when you stop listening to your own truth, take the responsibility of being God. How do you get there? One way, and one way only, by desire. You have to want to be God. You can't get there no other way. The psychological assumption automatically provides the means to fulfill the dream desire is the law of mind in action. The psychological assumption automatically provides the means to fulfill the dream desire. If you do not have the desire to become God, you are not going to become God, certainly not by accident. That's a car running over you, not God. You have to have it in here. If you want to be a servant, that's already in there. That's easy. Upgrade. You heard the statement, all grow up. Well, yeah, grow up. <laughs> and find out you might be 25 feet tall. <laughs> That's a Reverend Biscuit in me coming out there.
You're listening to the new Evolution Radio. You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit JonahBay.com for more remedies. You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L. Where remedy meets preparation. You're listening to the new Evolution. I've always been interested in the occult. Occult is simply a word meaning hidden. And so much of our powers in this world and the way things work are are hidden. And uh, the more one looks at this subject of how the world actually works, you begin to see that there's a magical system. And I'm telling you, there really is a magical system dominating the world of the Western civilization. To go to the basis, the fundamental foundation on which things sit in order to understand begin to see how magical use of words and terms and symbols are used, you need to start looking at the world of the occult in politics and religion. And the powers that be in this world have set up a world of symbols and emblems and terms and catchphrases. And once you understand how this system works, it's fascinating because for the first time the world opens up to you a whole new perspective on how government works on how banks work on how institutions and education it is very well planned organized and directed there is a hidden agenda so to speak and it's been my uh, desire to uncover this And once you begin to see the symbols and realize that the symbols for the national coats of arms for countries, the flags, the seals, the presidential seals, the emblems for the logos and emblems on corporate uh, corporations, especially the, uh, the, the corporate emblems for motion pictures and television companies like Columbia Broadcasting System, CBS has the I, the Colombian uh, system goes back to the Colombian faction of the Illuminati back in the early 1700s, not the late 1700s. And I set up a system of merchant banking and had their Phoenician Canaanite symbols and words connected to their societies, their banking societies. We're talking about in the Middle, in the middle East. And then through the Greece and ultimately through Rome and then into Britannia and ultimately into this country comes an ancient druidic Phoenician Canaanite magical system of finance, government, education, and all of it is right in front of you. But if you don't understand what the words are and what the words mean, you're never going to figure out how uh, this stuff works. Incidentally, where, where do you find a bank? We go to banks all the time. Where do you find a bank? Banks are on both sides of a river. They're called river banks. What does a river bank do? It directs the flow of the current sea. Your money is referred to as the current sea. This is why when you go to court, you have the current electricity because it's the juice. And if you don't have the juice, you don't have it. So if you don't have the juice, you can't capitalize. And the capital is a Latin word meaning money. Consequently, Caesar ruled from what was referred to in history books, Caesar ruled from up on the hill. It was called Capitol Hill, Capitoline Hill. 
with the Senate. You need to understand that Washington, D.C., as a Jesuit Catholic establishment under international maritime admiralty law, and once you begin to see how the system of the ancient uh, Catholic system, the Jesuits, the ancient Roman Empire, the Phoenician Canaanite banking system is all part of a world-dominating system. Again, I'm saying you better do your homework. You need to understand that according to the old Phoenician Canaanite system, which we call today our judicial educational and judicial system, there is no law in this country or in the Western world, no law, federal, state, county, city, commercial, it makes no difference. There is no law on the books anywhere in this country that applies to you as an individual creature. There is no law. They have no control over you, your flesh and blood self. But somebody has to control this show, and so consequently, the ancient Phoenician Canaanites developed a, new, a system by which they would assign to every person a second you. And this is the way it works in America. There is two of you. Consequently, the system has made each one of you a corporation. And how, how now do you distinguish which one, uh, when someone's addressing you, that they're addressing you as the one that your mother gave birth to, or the corporate you? For every piece of important bills, insurance, driver's license, identification, uh, taxes, I don't care what it is. If it's a piece of business, period, in any kind of way, shape, or form, your name must, by law, international maritime admiralty banking law, your name must appear in all capital letters. When you sign your name, upper and lower case, that is applying to your body. Your, your flesh and blood self is spelled, according to British and American law, upper and lower case, capital letter, lower case. That's you, your personal self. There is no law that can be applied to an upper and lower case name, period. Pass and read on a check what, what is said where you sign your name. That's why the attorneys tell you, you better check the small print. The Bible of Business on the Earth. Uniform Commercial Code. Uniform Commercial Code is based directly on Vatican Canon Law, on the Roman Canon Law. Consequently, when a ship pulls into port, it pulls in and stops in its call in its berth. The ship is now in its berth. Because it is on the law of the high seas or commercial maritime, UCC commercial law rules the seas. So when the ship pulls into its berth, the first thing the captain must do is to present a certificate of manifest to the port authorities, which means that the port authorities need to know how much is on this ship that you're bringing into our country and our economy. How many TVs, how many cars, uh, whatever you're bringing, how much are you bringing into our economy. So you have to have a certificate of manifest of what is the value of your ship here. What are you doing? Consequently, when you are born, you come out of your mother's water. 
Therefore, you must have a birth certificate, a certificate of manifest, because you are a corporation-owned item. You are a human resource. This goes back to the German Nazi concept that every human coming out of their mother's water must be birthed. And therefore, you have to have a certificate, a manifest, to see how much this individual is going to make for us in our new world order. I'm telling you that until you understand the laws, the symbols, the emblems, what these words mean, you're never going to suspect how far gone we really are. Did you know, for instance, that your birth certificate is a security on the stock exchange in the New York stock market? Did you know that? Because if you order your birth certificate, get a new one, order your birth certificate, it only costs you, sometimes it's free, it only, only costs you a few dollars, order your birth certificate. On your birth certificate, all birth certificates in this country, on the bottom, it will tell you, this is printed on security papers. Do not accept, if not on full color security paper. Then on the right hand corner, you will always have a series of numbers, red numbers, printed on the, on the birth certificate. Those numbers are a security stock exchange number on the world stock exchange. You go to any good stock office and ask them, check these numbers in your computer and see how much this stock is worth, the certificate. And they will check it on the New York Stock Exchange and find you, your birth certificate, is a stock on the stock exchange in America. Why? Because you are worth money to the international bank that bought you in 1930. We need to wake up. Greatest single enemy to this totalitarian system is a free people. A free people who can do their own thinking, investigate everything, and have the ability to, to confront the powers that be. And of course we were called, America was called the land of the free and the home of the brave. We are not free and we are not brave. Don't even think about changing the station. You're listening to The Bottom Line with your host, Joey L. Do you have a big plan? Um, yes, I got a big plan. I'm going to be leaving the world soon. No, and no, going... before, you oh, leave, okay. before you leave. No, before you leave. That's my big plan. No, no, because you're doing valuable work. Do you have a plan of how we could make civilization better, more humane? Yes, okay. yes, education. Quite simply, read and study and turn off the television, turn off all the silly nonsense of government. And it's just incredible nonsense. And start educating yourself. The United States federal government is a privately owned company. It's a corporation. The whole government. Of course. It's a private, it's like General Motors, Ford Motor Company, uh, Sears. Mm -hmm. uh, It's a a privately owned, but see, most people don't understand. The United States government is a corporation. It is a privately owned company. Who owns it? Oh, well, that's different. Now you're getting... Now now you're asking the right question. Right. So so there's a world of difference between the United States and the word United States of America. Oh, really? United States of America is a republic. Uh It's based on the the bringing together of 48 separate countries. Each each state in this unit is a separate country. And so you're crossing over from... California to Nevada is like crossing over from France to Spain. Right. And so you can't do things in Nevada you can do in California. 
you can't do things in Cal- in New York that you can do in Florida. The United States is the recognition of separate countries, but the United States of America means... Those are United States. Uh-huh. So, but each one's a state, like uh, like the state of Virginia is like the state of Israel. Right. It's a country. It's referred to as a state. And as a matter of fact, you know, there's a world of difference between... <clears throat> there's a world of difference in words and law. I mean... When you go to court, there's a very big difference between a trial by jury or a jury trial. doesn't mean the same thing. Uh-huh. There's a very big difference between California State and the state of California. doesn't mean the same it thing. It doesn't? No, what, no. Like, what's the difference there? Cal, right? Cal State is the state we uh-huh. call California. That's the state. Uh-huh. But state of California yeah. is different. What's that has nothing to do with California. That's the federal government operating within the confines of the state of California. So anytime you see the state of, that means it's a federal corporation operating within California. But California is called Cal State. That's why you have California State University, California State this, and California State. That's California. But state of California is the federal government. Do people know that you? No, 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 no. People don't know any of this. None of this. Nobody. (laughs) Because it doesn't have anything to do with football. So who the hell needs to know about any of this stuff? I need to know because I don't like being played for a fool. Yeah. I want to know who's running this country. You don't want to be manipulated. I, 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 don't, I refuse to be manipulated. I want to know exactly who's doing what. I want to know how they're doing it and how are they messing with my mind and my money and my family. So I want to know. 99% of people I run into, they couldn't care less as long as the beer's cold and football's on. They don't care. But when people vote for, like, a president, what is happening? Are, that that, you go to the polls. What is a poll? I mean, you, a poll is when you take a you take a consensus of the people. Which one of these fruitcakes do you want to bow down to and give your money to? Do you want this group all here, or that airhead here, or this ding-a-ling over here? Right. We just want to know the basic concepts. What, what which one do you people like? It obviously doesn't <clears throat> seem to matter. They all work for me, so it doesn't matter. But but uh, but right. to make you people happy, would you rather have a woman over here? Would you rather have a black guy? Or would you rather have this uh, old white man? Which one would you like? Nothing uh, changes. You mean Obama says... Let's it doesn't that. matter, because yeah. I own them all anyway. Right. It's who, just who, business. Who Come on, this is a mob. Well, who is the mob? We're talking We're talking the mafia here. Well, we're who, talking who, the who, underworld. Who are these people? You know, the, the, the Illuminati, the... Um, just the, business. Nothing personal. Don't take this personal. <laughs> but there's someone behind it. That's oh, you bet there is. Yeah. <laughs> but they're in Europe. They are. Yeah. And that, in fact, this is our land. So beginning with that premise, whether you're more or not more, I'm going to start with what law really is. Most of us think that we go into a courtroom and understand the difference between a court and a courtroom, that uh, the people who purport to use law really use words of art to make you believe, in fact, that law is Uh, on the table when you walk into a courthouse or a courtroom, when in fact that's not true. And I would like to share with you tonight, regardless of your religious persuasion, what law really is. Law, and as Muslims would say, all law, is A-L-L, 
space L-A-W, all law, all law. So for anyone who's of a Christian persuasion, don't be misled. And when you hear the term all law, all law is God, all right, that is also what we would say in lawful terms, a misnomer. All law is not God. God has no capacity and no standing to all law. Because God means governmental ordinance departments. There is no comparison. Now, who can use law? Law can only be used by people who are in their sovereign capacity. And I was, as I will share with you tonight, the majority of the people in the world, and I'm not going to get into all of the details about that, but the majority of the people in the world, 99% of them live in slavery today. So in 1863, via the Emancipation Proclamation, and I challenge you to go look in a law dictionary and look up the definition of emancipation and proclamation, and you will see that a proclamation is not a law. A proclamation is a public announcement by elected officials. It is not a law. So the Emancipation Proclamation of 1863 did not set any slaves free. What it did was standardize slavery, the United States being the model for the standardization of slavery that all of the other nations around the world, as they reduced their people from their sovereign capacity and forced them to join nation states, then they were able to issue statute, codes, ordinances, resolutions on them. And a statute, as in a state statute of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, is not a law. It is corporate policy of the corporation that calls itself the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Incorporated. All right? Now, a code is not a law. The United States codes the code of the laws of the United States of America that are used in federal court and the Supreme Court are not law. They are what they say they are. They are codes, ordinances, and resolutions of a municipality of the city of Philadelphia, which is a private, nonprofit corporation that calls itself the city of Philadelphia, an ordinance and a resolution, as in parking ordinances, they are not law. They are what they say they are. They are ordinances and they are resolutions, all right? And the reason they are not law is because the only people who can issue law are people who are acting in their sovereign capacity. And the people who sit in these seats as elected officials are not, in fact, in their sovereign capacity. They are in a corporate ward status, meaning that they are wards of the state. They are members of the corporation, which is a nonprofit that calls itself the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And as long as they have a birth certificate on record with the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, with that birth certificate being a contract, a birth certificate is a contract, and as long as you have a contract with the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Incorporated, you belong to them, and that's what slavery really is. Right? So who can use law? If you are a member of a corporate ward state, if you are a member of a corporate ward nation that calls itself the United States of America, you are a citizen. Look in the law dictionary and look up the definition of citizen. A citizen is not a sovereign. A resident is not a sovereign. Therefore, if you use an address, which is a 
fictitious number associated with a designation issued by a corporate ward, right? Then you become under the jurisdiction of those people who are also corporate wards but who are also slaveholders, all right? So if you are operating in that capacity, law does not apply to you. If you are a resident of the city of Philadelphia, which is a private, nonprofit corporation, and you say you are a resident of the city of Philadelphia, then the ordinances and the resolutions of that private, nonprofit corporation apply to you. If you are a citizen of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Incorporated, which is a private, nonprofit corporation, then the Statutes of that nonprofit corporation apply to you. If you are a citizen of the United States of America, which is a private nonprofit corporation, then the code of the laws, right, apply to you. But if you are a sovereign of the Moorish Empire, those ordinances, those resolutions, those codes, those statutes do not apply to you because you are not a member of the corporate ward state. It's as simple as that. And they understand the difference. This is why on their documents they use words of art. They use the word label. They use the word person. They use the word address. All of these things that place you in their jurisdiction and you unknowingly fill out forms every day. And every time you fill out a form, you enter into a contract. I don't care what kind of form it is. It's a contract. A driver's license application is a contract. A social security application is a contract. When you call up the telephone company and you make a verbal contract over the telephone, this is why they can bill you. When you sign a deed, it is a contract. When you fill out a voter registration form, it is a contract. Does everybody understand that? Don't ever think. Every, anything that you put your signature on becomes a contract. All right? Now, the fact that you are not in your sovereign status means that you make a contract as a minor. They don't care. They know you are a minor because... And, and to be other than a minor, you have to be in your proper person at law. And how we write that is this. Can I have a That's working. Can you bear with me for a minute and let me put this on because uh, I can't. Can y'all see that? Impropria persona. Impropria persona. When you are in your corporate ward status, you look like this to the court. Pro se. Pro se meaning they get you in the court and they bring someone in called a got that? Pro se cuter, a prosecutor, because you're in a corporate board status. 
Now, if you're in proper persona, say in their criminal allegations, the prosecutor cannot come into the courtroom and say anything to you because you're not in pro se status. Makes sense, right? The issues of law, the issues of law are threefold. The issues of law are status, jurisdiction, and adjudication. The first thing that happens when you walk into a courtroom in your corporate ward status is that they already make the assumption that you are a ward of the state and that you don't know any better. So they immediately start adjudicating you. As the first thing that happens when we walk into a courtroom is that we place our status on the record, on the record. We come in with our flag, we come in with our treaty, we come in with the Constitution, we sign with them, and understanding that the Constitution is a contract.
can't deny it when you're with me, I'm yours, K. You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L. Where remedy meets preparation. Have you ever stood and stared at it? Marveled at its beauty? Its genius? Billions of people just living out their lives. Oblivious. Did you know that the first Matrix was designed to be a perfect human world where none suffered, where everyone would be happy? It was a disaster. No one would accept the program. Entire crops were lost. Some believed that we lacked the programming language to describe your perfect world, but I believe that As a species, human beings define their reality through misery and suffering. The perfect world was a dream that your primitive cerebrum kept trying to wake up from. Which is why the Matrix was redesigned to this, the peak of your civilization. I say your civilization because as soon as we started thinking for you it really became our civilization which is of course what this is all about evolution morpheus evolution like the dinosaur look out that window you had your time the future is our world morpheus the future is our time I'd like to share a revelation that I've had during my time here. It came to me when I tried to classify your species. I realized that you're not actually mammals. Every mammal on this planet instinctively develops a natural equilibrium with the surrounding environment, but you humans do not. You move to an area and you multiply and multiply until every natural resource is consumed. And the only way you can survive is to spread to another area. There is another organism on this planet that follows the same pattern. Do you know what it is? A virus. Human beings are a disease. The cancer of this planet, you are a plague, and we are the cure. Can you hear me, Morpheus? I'm going to be honest with you. I hate this place, this zoo, this prison, this reality, whatever you want to call it. I can't stand it any longer. It's the smell. If there is such a thing, I feel saturated by it. I can taste your stink. Every time I do, I fear that I have somehow been infected by it. It's repulsive. Isn't it? I must get out of here. I must get free. 
Anomaly. Let's say the black community. We it used to they say five percent. <laughs> no, it's like old point something now. That's right. You see, that's asleep. So you're gonna be lonely because the simple fact that people are asleep now. How is this? You have a chakra system in your body, and these are nine wheels of consciousness. Most, uh, uh, excuse me, seven wheels of consciousness. There's like 160 chakras, but seven major chakras, just like there's seven African powers. <clears throat> now, what has happened here to give you a scientific element of what's going on so that you can clear this up so you don't have to go and be trying to holler at somebody and they laugh at you and they don't want to hear that shit? Because your family will beat you down and niggas in the street will beat you down. You're going to try to give them a message. <laughs> now, <laughs> had you around here crazy. Now, the chakra system, the lowest chakra is your sacral vertebrae. That's your root chakra. And that's where the majority of the people's um, consciousness is, on the root chakra. So the only thing that they can get down with is desires. What feels good, what tastes good, what smells good, what looks good, what sounds good. Yes. You see, the, the basic sen uh, senses. You see, on that particular level, they are called the automatons, which means automation. Okay. They moving, but they they're brain dead. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Now, you don't even get into this particular consciousness that you can partake to understand what things is until you're radiating from the heart chakra. Mm -hmm. You see, the heart chakra. That's why the Egyptian, the heart, the scarab, the heart scarab was the most important. Even when you died, they'd throw the brain away. But it was the heart that they preserved. Because that's another, that's where your true self is. But you got to radiate from the heart chakra and then you elevate on into the pineal gland. But most people's consciousness is in the root chakra. On the five senses, the animal level. And they can look pretty, they can have a PhD with a degree. They tell you it's only a degree of information. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, a degree of information, it has nothing to do with a person's behavior. Mm. Whether they're conscious or not. You see, it has nothing to do with what a person wears. It has something to do is where they incarnated down here on a certain level and they are radiating above the root shock. And I guarantee you this right now. Even if some of you all just coming into consciousness the last couple of weeks or the last year, I'll guarantee you, you always felt special since you was a baby. Now, I've been asking that question in my lectures around the country for, 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 for 16 years. And I asked everybody, how many of you all always thought that you were special? And the whole room always raised their hand. You didn't know what it was. You see what I'm saying? But you thought it was special. And you always had a thirst for something that you didn't know what it was. 
and it was this knowledge. Let me give you an example. When I was on, when I was in college, I was standing up one time. I had finished school, and I was standing um, on the college campus with one of the coaches. We got to be good friends. One of the basketball coaches, Coach Holmes. He said, "Well, how do you how do you feel, man? You you've educ- you educated yourself." I said, "Man, I don't feel shit." <laughs> I didn't know at the time. I said, I told him, I said, I thought when I came here to this university that when I left, I was going to have some kind of knowledge. I didn't know what the knowledge was. All I know is what I went, I went through for four years. I didn't have shit. I, I, I knew I felt empty. Now, it was, it was, you know, it was a couple of years later that what I was missing, I realized, was knowledge. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, I, I, but, but I knew something was wrong. You see, and that's what it is. You, you always thought that you was you, you that, that something was missing, and that's why it's that is because you were you, you were gravitating but above the root shop. Like we need to own it, right down to your draws. 
But the reality of it is that when you begin to think on a more linear, more dynamic level, especially when we're talking about financially, you begin to understand that trust is how the world operates. If you look around, everything around you is in trust. You just don't know it. So, instead of you owning your shoes, your trust should own them shoes, right? And you wear the shoes for the benefit of the trust, right? You wear your shirt. Excuse me. You wear the, the shirt for the trust. It's the, it's the trust shirt, okay? You, you wear everything that you wear, everything that you drive, right? Everything that you live in essentially has to be owned by that trust. Now, we're going to talk about this tonight. We're going to look at the implications and the benefits of trust because I think that it is very important that you learn how to live in trust, especially for them people who want to be entrepreneurs. You know, because so, a lot of people will say, well, you don't have no money. If I don't have no money, how can I live in trust? Because, you know, trust is about having money, very much so. And a lot of people don't have no money. So let's just, let's just keep it real. Right? A lot of people don't have enough money to actually have a trust. But we do have enough money to start businesses, don't we? Because that that's not very expensive. So for those of us who venture into that, what we find is that if you set up a business as an LLC, most times you will get taxed personally. Right? You may even be the person, um, you know, who they put a lien on. If that tax don't get paid, right? So we're gonna look at all of this because you know, I I can't scream enough about trust. Oh, by the way, I'll be in Dallas at the end of the month. If you want to come out to the seminar, Nationality and Freedom Seminar, we'll be in Dallas. Let me go ahead and give y'all the information right now. Just a second. All right. So if you want to come out, we're gonna be in Dallas on the twenty fourth. That's a Saturday. We're going to be at the Dallas Marriott City Center, located at 650 North Pearl Street, Dallas, Texas. All right, come on out. You can book your tickets on makemorecommerce.com, or you can do it at the door. All right. Me and myself and Jonah Beck, we will be in Dallas. Come out. Come holler at us. And this coming up weekend, I will be conducting another webinar. If you would like to join the webinar, you can also go to makemorecommerce.com and get on that webinar. We're going to be going over uh, how to do legal briefs. We'll show y'all how to actually do a legal brief. Show y'all how to put the brief together. Uh, briefs are essentially what you would do when you have a um, an appeal, okay, or an answer. This could be used in, in any type of case. You don't want to miss that webinar, all right? So you can register for that at my website, makemorecommerce.com. All right, so with that being said, man, let's get into this information. And I pulled a couple things because we got to start with some definitions. You know, and anytime we're looking at the protocol of things, it's always important to look at definitions. Okay? So... 
I want to look at this. The first definition that we must look at is the definition of the word Massachusetts Trust. Okay, so let's just pull it up. Now, a Massachusetts, and, and, and I had this, you know, this is funny. I had this discussion with a brother the other day. We was actually going back and forth. She was like, man, what are you talking about, man? We, we setting up uh, a business in this state, and you keep saying Massachusetts. And I had to break it down to the brother because he didn't understand what I was explaining to him. So I'm going to explain it to you because a Massachusetts business trust does not have to be in Massachusetts. Well, let's, let's discuss this, right? So a Massachusetts business trust is a legal trust, which is set up for the purposes of business, okay? But it is not necessarily one that is operated in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Now, they may also be referred to as an unincorporated business organization or a UBO. So this could be your private trust. Okay. This could be your religious unincorporated association. Okay. Are you following me? Now, it may also be referred to as an unincorporated business organization or a UBO. Businesses or business trusts may be established under the laws of other United States states. Right? So basically, every state in the land, you can set up a Massachusetts business trust. Okay? Now, many businesses are formed as MDPs to mitigate taxation. Mutual funds in the U.S. are often structured as MDPs, okay? Sometimes they are organized as Maryland corporations or other states such as Minnesota. Now, more recently, a Delaware statutory trust has become a popular form of organization, and many new funds have been organized under this, okay? Now, the business trust, made its debut in Massachusetts in 1827. As a result, a United States business trust today is often called a Massachusetts trust. In legal circles, the U.S. Supreme Court defined the Massachusetts trust as a formal business organization common in Massachusetts consisting essentially of an arrangement whereby property is conveyed to trustees. Now, in accordance with the terms of the trust, so, see, this is interesting because when you're giving the figure 9-8, or excuse me, when you're giving the, the Social Security number and the state number, right, and you, you do the 8872 and you give those over to your 9-8 trust, this is essentially what you're doing. But we're going to do it in the business aspect as well. Now, the business is to be held and managed for the benefit of persons who hold transferable certificates issued by the trustees showing the shares into which the beneficial interest in the property is divided. Now, see, I told you on Friday that anytime you have a certificate and you are a certificate holder, right, it means you're a beneficiary. Now, people will be like, well, my, it, I can't cash my certificate in. No, because that's not the certificate is not used for that purpose. It's used to say, okay, you got this many shares in the trust, and this is what you are entitled to as a beneficiary. Now, the method of transacting business in commercial enterprises originated in Massachusetts as well as, excuse me, originated in Massachusetts as a result of negative laws prohibiting the development of real estate without a special act of legislator or, in other words, without permission of the state. 
So the business trust is created under the common law right, the contract. Okay? Now we're talking about the Constitution because they cannot uh, uh, infringe on your right to contract, right? Because you got unlimited contract power under the Constitution. Okay? So the business trust was created under the common law right to contract to obtain what they call legislatively constructed organizations. Okay? Now these organizations have advantages without having to gain permission. These these are these are, are trusts that operate outside the United States jurisdiction, essentially a private trust. Okay. So they don't have to gain permission. Okay. They enter into business activity and they suffer under the burden and restrictions that are placed on what they call statutory constructed organizations. See, that's special law. And if you forgot what special, if you forgot what special law was, you need to go back and look at it. Special law is a law that applies to a certain group or class of people. Okay? So when we start talking about common law, anything that you create under common law is also under what they call general law, which would be your constitution. So that is your unrestricted power contract, right? So you contract unlimited. Somebody restricts that, then you have an issue, right? See, that's the beauty of trust because when it comes down to piercing your trust, it's about how your contract is set up. So then you have to ask yourself, well, what's the contract? Well, the contract is the trust invention. And that is what tells the trustees how to, how to behave, essentially. You understand? See, when we start talking about trust, you have to have people who are trustworthy, right? People who you can depend on. Because not everybody is dependable. Okay. Now, trust the state as a business, okay? Or business companies, right? So, practicing and originating in Massachusetts, okay, is, is where a lot of these things start. So I want you to understand that just because it has the word Massachusetts Business Trust does not mean that you have to establish it there. You understand that? Okay. Now, under Black's Law Dictionary, the term Massachusetts Business Trust, okay, is in a state business company. Or in a state as a business company. You understand that? Okay. So this particular definition, you can find this on page 1684. And this is what it states exactly. It says that trusted states as business company, a practice originating in Massachusetts of Massachusetts, of vesting a business or a certain real estate in a group of trustees who manage it for the benefit of the beneficial owners. The ownership of the latter is evidenced by negotiable or transferable shares. The trustees are elected by the shareholders or in any case of vacancy by the board of trustees. The provision is made by the agreement and the declaration of trust to the effect that when new trustees are elected, the trust estate, so your estate, shall vest in them without further conveyance. The declaration of trust 
specifies the power of the trustee. See? In your declaration. But your declaration is subservient to your indenture. Now, they have a common seal. The board is organized with the usual officers of a board of trustees. It is governed by bylaws. The officers have usual powers of light corporation officers, and so far as practicable. The trustees in their collective capacity are to carry on the business practices under the specified name. Now, sometimes your trustee, depending on how the initial or the declaration was written, um, has the power to change the name as they see fit. Okay? Now, the trustee may also hold shares as beneficiaries. Okay? This is why I was always telling you, you know, you could be a trustee or and a beneficiary, but you can't be the grantor and the trustee or the grantor and the beneficiary. You see, so you this is why you have to make separations. Very important for you to make the separation. Especially when we're talking about business. See the state does. The state will make a separation quick. Now, let's talk about some taxation because, you know, this is this is an important topic and I do a lot of things to um, avoid taxes. The tax avoidance is not illegal or unlawful. Tax evasion is, but you know, I'm not a taxpayer anyway. So, you know, United States citizens are taxpayers. You know. So you have to incur taxable um you know, expenses or taxable activities, right? So when we start talking about taxes specifically, one of the things I want you to think about when you're setting up your business trust is, number one, is my business trust religious? Is it going to be an LLC? Is it going to be a non-for-profit? Is it going to be a C-Corp? What is your business trust going to set up its entity as to operate in the public? Right? Because that would depend on how you attack. Now, the term business trust, Massachusetts business trust, and unincorporated business organization are not used in the Internal Revenue Code. The term business trust and Massachusetts trust are used in other federal laws to clarify that they are to be treated as corporations under those laws. So the regulation requires that trust operating a business or trade be created as a corporation, a partnership, or a sole proprietor. So if the grantor, also known as the settler or the trustor, the beneficiary or the fiduciary, also known as the trustee, materially participates in the operations or the daily management of the business. Okay. Now, if the grantor maintains control of the trust, then the grantor must follow all of the rules of the trust now. See, everything is contract law. This is why it's very important for you to go through your own indenture with a fine-tooth comb. So you can have a good understanding of what you're doing. See, 
here's the other thing I told you. When you put something in, let's just look at it. When you, when you pull up the definition of it, hold on. So I told y'all this last time. When you put things in a will, they go to probate, right? So then probate, probate is the official proving of a will, right? And in North America, it, it establishes what they call validity, right? So probate is basically a judicial process whereby a will is proved in a court of law. And accept it as a valid public document that is true, right, to the last testament of the deceased person, or whereby the estate is settled according to the laws of intestacy in the state of residence of the deceased. So we do understand that what we're talking about is estate plan. And see, black people, we, you see, Moors, people of color, we don't, we, we fail to do estate planning. We don't plan our own estate. So niggas die, <laughs> and we leave behind debt, right? Or you let's just say, for instance, that you do have a will. Let's say that you got a will. But but before I give you your example of a will, let's look up the definition of it. Because let's say you do have a will. Okay. Will is expressing future tense. Okay. The legal declaration of a person wishing um, is used to express desire or choice. Let's go to another one. Let's define our will. Uh, I don't like that. Let's go to a legal definition. All right. A will or a testament is a legal document. By which a person, the testor, expresses their wishes as to how the property is to be distributed at death in the name of the person. So let's 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 just dig a little further into that, okay? Uh, so though it has at times been taught that a will was historically limited to real property, while testament applies only to dispositions of property, of personal property thus giving rise to the popular title of the document, Last Will and Testament, the historical records show that the terms have been used interchangeably. Thus, the word will validly applies to both personal and real property. So here's the thing about a will. A will is nothing more than your wishes, right? And so, you know, I ain't going to lie to you. Um, children do wishes, right? You wish for things. When you're a kid, when you're an adult, you make shit happen. And so, the way that I see this is that when, and, and this is this is every day because people, the states get caught up in probate every day. Niggas die every day, b. The states get probated every day, b. So what are we saying? When you die, if you only have a will, that will. Even though you may have everything set up in your will and everything's good, they still may probate your estate because nothing was in trust under your own trust. And then guess what? That three hundred thousand that was supposed to go to your kids now the lawyer got a hundred of it. The court may have ate up another fifty. Let's just say the lawyer took out. Let's say the lawyer took out one fifty. His fees plus what it costs to file everything. 
So now you add a one fifty. And then what if the court don't even appoint all the money to the family? Sometimes lawyers get more money in probate than the actual family members do. Now how fucked up is that? But in a trust, you have trustees. So when you pass, nothing nothing changes. It's business as usual because everything was already constructed as to how it was supposed to happen when you pass. Everything was in place. But see, the problem is is we don't do business with each other. We we don't a lot of us don't do business at all. So because that being said, we don't do business, we don't really understand the benefits of trust. And we don't have massive wealth. See, massive wealth creates responsibility, right? And, and most of us don't have responsibility as, you know, our means, our normal means, which is a problem. So we have to start thinking on a level of, okay, how, how can we actually put ourselves in a position where a trust will work for us? Well, let's start with simple things. If you own your home, you need to put your home in a trust. And I know we get a little off topic here because we're talking about business trust. But we'll keep it the personal because if you own your home, you should put it in a trust. If you own your car, you should put it in your trust. If you own anything, it should be in a trust, and you should not own it any longer. Your trust should own it. And I'm not playing on words. You should not own it. Control it. Okay. All right. So let's get into this. And hopefully you all are taking some notes here because we're going to break down this. And I broke this down on the last show. I'm going to go over it again. Until... This is in our heads. So this is and this has to stick with us when we're talking about trust. Alright. So let's talk from the top. What is an unincorporated business trust? Okay? And what are the advantages? Now, an unincorporated business trust is an organization that is created and managed by the trustees for the benefit and the profit of the beneficiaries. Okay? Okay. Now, these beneficiaries, you choose these beneficiaries when you're setting up these trusts. Okay. These people hold and they acquire all of the transferable trust certificates. Okay. All of your trust certificates. And, and, and if you don't know how to create a trust certificate, you need to get on the upcoming webinar that my man Jonah's going to be doing. You need to learn how to do that. Now, trust certificates provide individual holders evidence of interest in the trust. Okay? We're talking about asset and income. All right? That's, that's, what, that's what interest in the trust means. It means how much interest do you have in those assets and in in, in the income that comes into that trust. Now, an unincorporated business trust is a very powerful entity. Right? This entity is an entity which individuals can combine their resources to operate business for the profit 
without inherent liabilities of a partnership, okay? Or what they call double taxation, okay? So they do this a lot with corporations. They, they, <laughs> this is, yo, people, you will, like, if you do a little research, you'll find a lot of corporations are own trust for this reason because they don't want to be double taxed, okay? So unincorporated business trusts can uh, essentially preserve their privacy when we're talking about that. And, you know, privacy is extremely important. I'm all about privacy. Really, to be honest with you, if if it wasn't for having to promote shows, I don't think I'd be on social media. Because it's, it's, it's really not, it's not very private. But people have to know who you are so that they can get the information. But at the same time, when we're talking about privacy, it doesn't matter. I mean, I don't own anything. So you shouldn't either. Give it up, give it up, give it up. Give it up to the trust. Okay. Now, often called a common law trust, but this phrase is not descriptive of any peculiar characteristics of such organizations. So the basis for the terminology common law trust okay, is that they are created under the common law of contract. And this, this does not depend upon any statute. So I want y'all to go look under Article 1, Section 10, Clause 1 of the Constitution, and you'll see that you have unlimited contracts. Contracts unlimited. You understand? Now, before, this document was brought into being by two basic documents. And I'll go back to this over and over, but we're talking about your declaration of trust and your trust indenture. Very important documents that need to be um, well thought out before you decide to, to actually put them into the public. Let's, I want to I want to pull up a definition for you. Now, a declaration of trust is usually a document or oral statement indicating a property that is being held for the benefit of a person or individual. Now, the trust grantor transfers this property as well as designated assets such as cash, Securities. Okay? All the cash and the securities going to the trust. You understand? See, I want you to start thinking in terms of I need to put things in writing. It's okay to think them out, but you have to put things in writing and start to take action. Okay? Now let me give you another definition. Now, a trust indenture is an agreement, okay, in a bond contract made between a bond issuer and a trustee, okay, that represents the bondholder's interest by highlighting the rules and the responsibilities that each party must adhere to. This is this is where we start talking about the percentages and the stakes, right, and what people are going to get as beneficiaries, right, and how the trust is going to be run. Because what you're essentially doing, 
when you create a trust, is you are creating as the the grantor, the settler, right? You are creating a bond that they want to operate with. Okay. It may also indicate where the income stream for the bond is going to be derived from. That might be what your trust in district talks about, depending on what type of trust you got. Because there's many types of trust. So bonds are issued to lenders or investors to raise money for a corporation. And we'll have a, a discussion on bonds at a later time because when, we, when you start getting into bonds, then we get into monetization, right? And that's that in itself is a whole world, believe me, I know. So to issue a bond, the issuers hire third-party trustees, usually a bank or a trust company, okay? And, and, and what they do is they come in and they represent the interest of the bonds. This is how you get um, things in the trust, right, the assets in the trust. This is how you get them uh, liquidated, if you will, so you can get cash to make money for the trust and pay the the, the beneficiaries and all of this. So there are benefits to having trust. She's all, so I, I, I got to get this into y'all head because a lot of people don't seem to think this, but your trust can have credit too. I think there was a brother that came on Friday, gave his testimony, right? He's, he now has trust credit. Very possible to get credit on your trust. Don't wait until it's too late. All right. Now, a trust indenture is a legal and a binding contract. Okay, so this contract is created to protect the interest of the bondholder. Okay, the trustee's name and contact information are included in the document which highlight the terms and the conditions that the issuer, the lender, and the trustee must adhere to during the life of the bond. The section on the trustee's role is important, as it gives a clear indication of how unforeseen incidents will be dealt with. So if your trustee goes rogue, that trusted bitch is going to uh, speak about how you can fire his or her ass, for real, and get them out of here, and bring another trustee in. Because trustees go rogue all the time. But, but man, wait, hold on. Let, let me let me read something to you. Let me pull it up so you know what this is. Because most people don't know what a trust protector is. So a trust protector is a person or a group of people, not the settler, not the beneficiary, or the trustee. This is a person or a group of people that are appointed to exercise one or more powers affecting the trust in the interest of the beneficiaries. So, I, and I keep giving this example to y'all, but your police department are trust protectors. The concept of a trust protector is to protect the beneficiaries from a rogue trustee. They can often make changes to a trust involving who the trustees are, investment decisions, how distributions are made, and in some cases, modified terms of a trust. They can provide help when circumstances change the settler's intentions are not being dealt with properly. While a trustee has fiduciary duties, 
In most cases, a trust protector acts as an agent of the settler and may not have the same duties as the trustee. Other, excuse me, others argue that you should impose fiduciary duties on the trust protectors and make them accountable to the beneficiaries. But as such, it is important to have detailed decisions with clients about the roles and responsibilities of trust protectors. So you see, your trust protectors are there to make sure that the trustees don't go rogue. It's right here in the definition. Okay? So, and, and, uh, I mean, it's, it's not hard to understand when I tell you that the police are the trust protectors for the trust that you registered your car under at the state. You making sure, they are making sure that the policy is being cut up. When you don't register your car, you run a ride around with them tags that's expired. When you don't want to keep a license that they say is a privilege to have. Because it is when you're in the jurisdiction. Right? So, there's a trust protector. And so we can get off into this. Because we start talking about trust. I told you everything around you is trust. These people do things in trust and we and we don't think that, that it's important. Banking trust. That's, that's one of the biggest ones. You see that everywhere. Now, Somebody going rogue, right? Your, your trustees going rogue. That that basically means that your trustee did not follow the instructions that were laid out there. Okay. So I, I just want y'all to understand that when you start laying these things out, it's very important to get people that you trust. That's, that's why they call it trust. Now, a great way to avoid tax liability. Okay, of a business trust or a business in general, okay, is to put it in a business trust. Okay, see, so it goes into a trust until the money can be distributed to beneficiaries, and you know, then the trust will take care of tax like that. If there is any. Now, a great way to avoid these tax liabilities, right, would just be to set up a, a, a religious unincorporated association because then you're under the Constitution, straight up. So, since the trust indenture is a contract between the creator and the trustee, the indenture controls the activities, right? The powers, responsibilities, all of that. The indenture is basically God. Your indenture is controlling how everything works. If it goes beyond that, you went outside the scope of what the God of the trust wanted. Think of it like that because that's really what it is. Right, but you have the ability to set it up how you want it. Why it's your shit? You know, nobody got the legal authority to change its provisions. So that's when we start talking about because a lot of people um, mistake the type of trust that they are. So let me give you an example. You have revocable trust. You have irrevocable trust. And a lot of people think that it's okay to set up these irrevocable trusts. But what happens? Well, something happens, you can't change it. It's because of your definition of it. So a revocable trust, some people call them living trust, okay? These are popular trusts, right? 
I, I like private trust. I'm talking about revocable trust. So living trust, you do, you do this under common law. Okay, common law, and, you know, common law can be considered under the Constitution because we're talking about contract, right? But revocable trust is whereby provisions can be altered or canceled depending upon the grantor. So during the lifetime of the trust, income is earned. It's distributed to the grantor. And only after the death does the property transfer to the beneficiary. This type of agreement provides flexibility and income to the living grantor. He is able to adjust the provisions of the trust and earn income, all while knowing that the estate will be transferred upon death. This is the type of trust you want to have, essentially, because you can change things in the trust if you need to. You can fire an if you need to, all of that. But like I told you, most people don't have enough money to really operate a true trust where you, you know, you're paying two trustees. You're paying um, a trust protector. You know, you got beneficiaries that, that receive dividends every month. This is what the Carnegie Foundation is about. This is what the Rockefeller set up. This is what the Rothschilds are set up, okay? This is what your, um, your, JB, your JP and Morgan Chase have set up. This is what all your major banks and all these people do. Okay? And over time, they set up family trust. Just look at that definition. But family trust is created for the benefit of persons who are related to one, um, excuse me, to one another by blood, affinity, or law. It can be established by a family member or the benefit of the family members, right? Family trust acts as an instrument to pass on the assets to future generations. So let's say you got about ten babies. There's some people out there with some big with some big families. You need a family trust. And sure, it needs to be a family trust. You understand? All right. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. So, um, you know, here's the other thing, right? You got to make sure when you're setting up these revocable trusts that when you write in, right, because there's a living grantor, you got to write the provisions in there that will allow you to be able to use the property. Now, let's just say, for instance, and I'm going to I'm going to give this to you because we're talking about a business trust now, right? Because a revocable trust can be essentially a business trust, right? But when we're talking about trust, I want you to understand that when you're writing in there everything that you can do, you can live, let's say you got three properties, you can live in that property. You can live in any of the properties you want to. You just don't need to own them. If you have a mortgage, you can literally transfer the mortgage over to the trust. You can give it up. There are ways to do this. So then let's look at irrevocable trust. Now, irrevocable trust cannot be modified, amended, or terminated without the permission of the grantor Right, name the beneficiary or the beneficiaries. The grantor having transferred assets into the trust 
effectively remove all of their rights of ownership to the assets and the trust. This is the opposite of a revocable trust, which allows the grantor to modify the trust. So when, when you set up an irrevocable trust and you give it to the trust, ain't no going back. <laughs> Not unless the trust gives it back to you. So there's no going back. Okay. Not unless the trust gives it back to you. It'd be a very difficult thing for you to accomplish. Now, look at the structure. You got the grantor. This guy is the creator. Okay? He creates this trust, this business trust, this family trust. Whatever trust this is, he creates this trust. Okay? This guy establishes and he brings this trust into existence. Right? He, he decides all of the rules for the trust. Okay? And he creates two documents. He creates what we call an indenture and he creates a declaration. Lucky for you, we, Jonah Bay, myself, our team, we've taken the time to put these documents together. So we got a lot of these documents already for you, so you don't got to do it. You can get the templates. Okay? So you, the creator, decide how you want your indenture to assign duties, and then you decide how you want your declaration. Because you're going to give your declaration. Let's say you go down to the state and you you want to you want to get this thing going, right? You got an LLC you just created, and you put the trust you put it under the trust, right? You got to give a copy of the declaration with an affidavit to the state. You got to let them know what's happening, right? You get your EIN number and all that for your trust. You start giving credit to your trust. So, out of the indenture and the declaration, this creates your trustees, right? And your trustees, they act on the, on the, on behalf of your beneficiaries, right? And these people hold the trust certificates. And if you hold the trust certificates, then you receive dividends, sometimes they're weekly, sometimes they're uh, monthly, sometimes they're quarterly, sometimes they're yearly. Understand? So now the creator, this guy, this grantor, okay, this person, um, you know, he he has absolute power, okay, and um, he's the transfer of property. Okay. Now the trustees, these are these are a group of people. You can appoint these people. I always recommend that you appoint people that you have faith in, and you, and you have trustees. You, you have to. Faith is everything when it, when it comes to dealing with people, man. You got to be a, a good judge of character, especially when we're talking about people dealing with your money or your family's future um, assets, you know, any, any future progeny that comes around. You, you got oh, to make sure that you got the right people to protect these assets. And you got these beneficiaries, right? And sometimes you get people who get mad at their kids and don't leave nothing to their kids. They leave it to a dog or a cat, right? So you got to make damn sure that whoever you write into your trust as a beneficiary is somebody that you truly want to leave something to. Something happens to you, okay? Or 
it could just be you right now. You could just be a beneficiary of your own trust right now, right? And you need to decide in what capacity you will get paid. Because I tell a lot of people, like, for instance, if you have a job, you work in a job right now, right? You're still paying taxes, right? Which I, heaven knows why, because you know taxes are voluntary. Go read the IRS code that it will tell you this. Paying taxes are voluntary. Okay, so it's your decision to pay them. But if you have a job and you're paying taxes, or you're getting a check, right? And they're taking the, and they're taking the, they already take a tax after check anyway. So you should be taking all of your checks and donating them. Do a charitable donation to your trust. So now you effectively don't have any income because you donate all of the, all of the money that you receive. You donate it to to your trust. But as a beneficiary of that trust, you could possibly receive a dividend from that from that money that you donated to your own trust. Therefore, relieving yourself of a tax liability, not avoiding taxes, not avoiding them. Excuse me, not evading them, but you are avoiding them. So I can avoid taxes if it's not evading them. I'm gonna avoid them because I'm going to donate my money because I, under the Constitution of the state, whatever state you are in, right, and under the laws of contract, and and endowed by my Creator have the unlimited right to do this. Now, privacy is everything. And, you know, I I won't stress this no more tonight, but trust, 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 trust. So when we start talking about how your trust runs, you must have people that you trust because this thing is going to remain private. You're not going to tell everybody how the trust is ran. The indenture is a private document. So, and that, and that really is the beauty of everything, right? So when you set up a business, you may not have to be on shit. You know, it, you could be the registered agent if you choose to be. But that ain't going to be on nothing. Why? Because it's private. It's a trust. Okay? So the benefits is that you got limited liability. There's privacy. Okay? You're not subject to probate. All right, um, ain't no state of inheritance tax, okay? You're going to minimize or avoid income taxes almost altogether, okay? You're going to maximize what they call depreciation, okay? And I'll, and I'll say this again. When you start getting into trust, you learn about bonds. You learn about monetization. Assets. When you have assets, you can control how those assets go. You can control what you do with those assets. Some people will take those assets and monetize them for you and create more money for you off of an asset. Let's say you got an airplane sitting around, right? Maybe maybe it don't fly because you ain't got no fuel to fly it, but you got a plane for whatever the hell reason. Well, if you got a plane, that could be an asset. Let's say somebody in your family left your house. That is an asset that could be collateralized to your trust. Okay? You're also going to reduce your capital gains tax. Did you know that they got separate investment programs that you can get into? So we've got to understand all of the benefits of trust. Uh-oh. 
I think that's my call for a break. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We got a lot of people sitting on the call line. If you want to holler at me, press 1. Get yourself on the line. 347-989-0194. I'll take y'all calls. You know, we're shooting the shit tonight about trust. I, if you want to hear more in detail, I, I did um show on Friday. You can go back and listen to it. And we, we went in on this. Okay. This topic is very deep. I mean, there's so much shit about trust we can go into. It's expansive. All right, so let's take a quick break. See what's happening out there. And uh, we'll be right back. Take a couple calls. I'll finish with some final thoughts on this topic when we come back. Don't worry, I'm not going to overload your brain tonight. I know it's a lot. Let just give you a foundation, though, so you know where we start now. Okay? You know, you have you have a good idea now. You understand that trust is a vast subject. We couldn't cover all of this in one show if we wanted to. <laughs> I wish we could. And me trying to break this shit down to y'all in the simplest uh, way that I can... Right, it's through definition because other than that, some people will never overstand trust. You are a trust. You are what they call a, a suffocate trust. Your name is at least. So we'll be right back. When we come back, we're gonna take some calls. Get yourself in the call line. Holler at me three four seven nine eight nine zero one nine four. You're sitting right here on the bottom line. I'm your host, Joey Bouncell Bay. We'll be right back. Come experience life as we know it, as some of you should know it. Yeah, yeah. Place, Marcy, Brooklyn, action. Well, y'all know the action. Uh, I got the shorty on my block, always clocking my rocks. He likes the style of profile, I think he won the mock. He likes the way I walk. He see my money talking, the honey talking. I'm the hottest nigga in New York. And I see his hunger pains. I know his blood boils. He wanna run with me. I know this kid to be loyal. I watched him make a few wins. The cop his little sneakers and gear. Then it's just enough for re-up again. I see myself in his eyes. I move from Levi's to guess the Versace. Now it's diamonds like Liberace. That's just a natural cycle. Nobody wanna be like Michael where I'm from. Just some niggas who bounce from a gun. We out here trying to make our white into cold green. I can help shorty blow out like Afro Sheen. Plus I could relive my days of you, which is gone. That little nigga's peak. It's time to put him on. Come on. Hold my own weight up in my crown. Got to lock it down and when they run in my crown. It's time to come up. Stick up my chest and make some loot. Got to lock it down and when they run in my own I'm out here slinging, bringing the drama Trying to come up in the game And add a couple of dollar signs to my name I'm out here serving, disturbing the peace Life could be better like my man Reclined in plush leather seats And selling weight, I'm selling eight Bull 16, trying to graduate To push your quarters, y'all I ain't gonna sweat him, I'ma let him come to me If he give me the nod, then these niggas gon' see 
I'm tired of being out here round the clock And breaking days And chasing crackers up the block for my pay I'm staying fresh, so chickens check I'm trying to step up to the next level Pushing vets through the jets Diamonds reflect from the sun Directly in your equilibrium and stunned I'm waiting for my day to come I got the urge to splurge I don't want a lifetime sentence Just give me the word It's time to come on
Here we go. Number one, a business trust is formed by a contract between the parties setting forth the purposes, the terms, and the conditions. Number two, a business trust is a legal entity and an artificial individual with rights almost equal to a natural person, a human being, and they're able to own property and conduct business like a natural person. So it is an irrevocable, right? And no one has any uh, revisionary right to its assets. Right? So it is irrevocable. Okay. Now, the UBOT, the UBOT, okay, or the Unincorporated Business Trust Assets, are owned. And its business activities managed by the trustees who accept such responsibility as fiduciaries on behalf of the beneficiaries. So you see your straw man could essentially be a fiduciary. You could put your straw man in the public if you wanted to and make him a trustee, right, for the benefit of your spiritual man. You're doing that anyways, ain't you? This is what I'm talking about. Okay. Number four. The beneficial interests are, are divided into capital units. Okay? These capital units are enhanced by what they call the issuance of trust certificates. Okay? So I want you to understand that when you issue trust certificates, okay, these capital units, are, you know, and you'll, there's a specific way that you divide units. Well, units of measurement can be divided based on uh, what kind of assets you have. Okay? So, these trust certificates convey to the holders the limited right to receive their, what they call, a pro rata share. Okay? And this pro rata share is your share of distribution, right, of income or assets that may be made by the trustees. So this is where your trustees go out and make money, yada, yada, yada. That money come back. Then based on the pro rata shares, whatever the shares is. So if there's three people in the trust, it's 30, 30, 30, 30%. They got 30% of the shares. That's what they get paid out. You understand? It'll be like 33 and a third, essentially. Everybody's got... 33 and a third percent. That's how that works. 33 and a third. See, I want y'all to get it. Because even if you got a trust, and and, and I'm giving y'all that because, like, when I did 33 and a third, that was me and two business partners, right? When we set that up. So every time the trust gets paid, it will come back into the trust. Or the business gets paid, it will come back into the business. The business will funnel it back into the trust. And the trust will essentially pay us each 33 and a third based off of what we have set up in the indenture. These will be known as our capital units. Now, number five. I hope I broke that down for you. Okay. Number five. The, the capital units are personal property which conveys neither legal title to the property nor any voice in the management of its business or the selection of the trustees, okay? Now, number six, an unincorporated business is subject to taxation on its distributable net income, distributable, so this is what 
whatever you distribute, right, the net of that you could be subject to attacks, right? This is why it's very important to understand what type of trust you want to set up when you do set up the trust, okay? Now, the beneficiaries are only taxed on what they receive, okay? And depending on your beneficiary, depending on how you move, you might put that back into a trust too, right? Now, number seven, the assets of an unincorporated business trust are never subject to probate or estate tax because, as an artificial person, it never dies. See, the United States is a continuing corporation. They continue. They have um, what they call perpetuality, right? So um, depending on how you set some of these trusts up, they can be set up. It's perpetuality. Okay. And, that, and that's kind of interesting because um, that actually means that you don't go into probate because it doesn't die. Mm-hmm. Put a unit to become void upon death of the holder and thus have no value and subject to the estate tax or probate. Okay. And number nine, the life of an unincorporated business trust can be extended as deemed advisable or terminated at any time by the trustees in accordance with the trust indenture. So your trust indenture is going to basically lay out everything. I think we covered quite a bit now. Let's go to the call line, take some calls, see what's happening. 240-619 on the bottom line. What's going on? Two four zero six one nine. All right, we'll keep it moving. Let's go to one 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 one. One 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 one. You there? Please, Joey. What's going on, please? Yes. How you doing? All right, so Mama Bay. Um. Mama, I want to ask you, huh? So what's happening? I can't hardly hear you, Joey. I can, for some reason, I couldn't hardly hear you I today. Said, I said, I said, I said, what's happening? Oh, I'm uh, uh, I decided I would go and do the um uh, status change, try to figure that one uh, out. So I knew I needed to do my genealogy. So that's what I've been doing, and I found my grandma um. He's a Chickasaw Freedman, it says. Uh, roll, Dawes Row 1108. Okay. Now, one of the things I want you to know is that is, is that those those Chickasaw Freedmen, that was another way that, that they were able to um, to, to uh, if you will, uh, uh, disenfranchise us. Right. Mm, mm, mm. The cool, part of the Okay. Well, 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 because yeah, because they under the, the BIA. Like I just read an article recently where pe- people have been um have been going to um uh actually the court just decided that people could become freedmen again under under Cherokee nation. Right. So mm-hmm. freedmen could apply to become Cherokee. Well, yeah, I thought it was the Cherokees, not the not the. Chicksaw. Is it Chicksaw too? Yeah, Chicksaw. Well, I don't know about Chicksaw. It was Cherokee that I saw. But yeah, the yeah. Cherokee Nation, they're, they're allowing people to do that now. And so 
I mean, that's a problem because that's 14th Amendment. They under the Bureau, the Bureau of Indian Affairs. But now that you know, okay, my, my grandparents was kicked off. I'm going, I'm going to use that information in particular, and I'm going to uh, do my nationality with that in mind. Mm-hmm. Right. right. But when you do, but when you do your nationality, honestly, um, you, you know, you don't, you don't really have to put down that 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 information because you, you know, it's more America's Aboriginal national, not a United States citizen. But if you want to add that in there, you can, of course. You know. Aboriginal, more, uh, yeah, more native. Um, what is that? Native, uh, what, what are you, uh, Chickasaw? More native uh, Chickasaw, Chickasaw. I, I forget what that that particular. Yeah, I don't, I don't particularly like to use Chickasaw because that's not that's not what they call themselves. Right, right. That's why I haven't done it yet because I'm confused now on what what to use. And I was thinking maybe a, a Aboriginal well, American or, or original. Well, well, I would say like you, you need to come out to one of the you need to come out to one of the seminars, or you, you, you need to get a nationality consultation. Straight up, because okay. I can't. Okay, I, I let me ask you another question real quick. Then over the air huh? like that, you know what I'm saying? I, I, okay. I can't give you a lot of that information gotcha. over the air like that. Okay, I'm a, okay. I'm gonna get with you, but uh, uh, let me ask you another question real quick then. On the EIN, I already have one. I had one before I knew about you guys. And what is different from my EIN now and the one I, the new one I need to do? Well, I don't know what kind of EIN you got. You know, just a regular one, like you know anybody else. No, I don't know what that means. There's all types. You know what I mean? Oh, you know there's like, there's probably like ten, fifteen different types of EIN. You gotta tell me what kind of EIN. You got. Oh, okay. I don't know what a regular. Oh, I'm asking out. Okay, I'm gonna just have to holler at you then on the on the other end, so I can talk to you then. Okay. Okay. All right. Peace, brother. All right, cool. All right, peace. Yeah, I'm not sure what a regular EIN is, but when y'all get your EIN, y'all got to be sure know what you're getting. So this way you can be sure of of those numbers. Cause you got state EIN, you got a business EIN. The ICIN. Two Appreciate that, Joey B. What's good with the guys? How you doing? What's happening? Peace. Not much. Sorry about that earlier. Hey, I had a couple questions. I appreciate you going into the whole business uh, trust. So uh, one of my questions was, what's the best way to set up a business trust as far as, like, the LLC, the partnership, sole proprietor, things of that nature? Well, that's up to you. Your, your decision. Um, I, you know, I personally um, have always done everything through unincorporated business associations um, and, and set them up like that. For some businesses, you have to have an LLC, um, depending on what type of actual business you're going to do. Like if you're doing financing, right. it's a type of fi- financial business. Um, you, you, you may need to set up an LLC. So if you do that, right, you set up an LLC, and then the LLC will have a registered agent um, of the as the trust. Right, but um, is an LLC necessarily a Fourteenth Amendment? Of course it is. Okay, I just want to make sure. I just want to double check. You don't. You, yeah, yeah, of course, but you don't own it. Trust owns it. 
Right. Gotcha. And um, yes, absolutely. Um, I do have a separate question. Like, what 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 do you do if your state number got merged with your social? You know that happened to me. Um, and what you're gonna have to do is remember that the estate is a completely separate entity, right? So, with, yeah. with, with that being said, with that being said, you got to go after the credit report, or excuse me, the credit reporting agency, as if um, that was somebody completely separate. Like, hey, this ain't the same person. This ain't even the same number. I don't understand how y'all have matched these records, but this ain't right. Because what they're doing is they're trying to cross-reference shit. So you got to hit them. Because that, they did that to me once. They put a lien. I had a lien from um, a public business I had, actually, um, and went on to my social. And then um, somehow they got a hold of the information and they put it on my state credit. So you got to you gotta, you gotta work out like that's the wrong person, not mine. Okay. Okay. That's a bet. That's a bet. I appreciate yep. that. Um, first. And okay. last uh, question... I had was um, the Duns and Brad number, right? So I got a Duns and Brad for my estate, then I got a Duns and Brad for my spiritual. Can you use that as credit? So you got a Dun and Brad Street number for your estate, and then you got one for your spiritual, and you want to know if you can use the Dun and Brad Street number for credit. That's what it's for. Correct. Oh, word. See, here's the thing. The, the Duns number, a lot of people don't even really ask you for the Duns number. It's not as important as it used to be. The EIN is more important now. Right. Isn't that funny? Okay. Because, um... Yeah. It's, just, it's, not as, was, it's not as crucial as it used to be to have one. Right. Right, right, right. Cause I was trying to get another uh, automobile... You know what I'm saying? Using credit and whatnot, but I didn't want to use the social, and I knew my um, estate got merged with my social, so I really didn't want to use neither one of them. So I was, you know, thinking about using the Duns and Brad number. Um, well, I mean, what I would probably do is, is work on cleaning the estate up, but the Duns and Brad number is attached to something. It's attached to some type of VI. Okay. Is it or is it? Okay. Right. It's attached to what EIN, right? It's attached to what? Your state EIN, right? Right. Yep. It, it did come through after right. I got that. Yeah. So they're going to cross-reference it when they pull the card. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to sit back and hold yeah. tight until I talk to y'all. Or, or get your CPN. Just start over and go get your CPN number. And then, and yeah, I got one for the spiritual. I haven't done one for the uh, for the for the in leagues yet, but I got one for the spiritual. Yeah, I gotta get yeah, my ID for the spiritual though. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, you well, I'm yeah, very yeah, familiar with that. If you got credit, yeah, if you got credit on yeah. that, then you can use that. You can definitely get your car with that. Yeah, yeah, credit credit Gucci with the uh, spiritual. I just gotta get the um the IDs and the uh, the private joints. You know what I'm saying? Okay, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. Definitely get those. Appreciate that, God. I'm going to yield the floor. Okay, God. Okay, bro. Appreciate you calling. Thank you. Yeah.
What a right. We're going to go to uh, 310. 310. Peace to God. Hey. 310. 310. 310. 310. Peace to God. Welcome to the show. Hey, um, I don't really have a question. I was just listening. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Mm-hmm. Okay. 404. <laughs> What's happening? Four, 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 four. Hold on for a minute. Peace to the God. What's happening? Peace to the God. Welcome to the show. Oh, no, nah, man. I was listening to two things at once. But I hear you over there, Joey. What's what, what's popping with you, man? I see you going into the trust a little deeper, man. You're going deeper with it, bro. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we're just trying to cover some things, man. Some basics. Yeah, but you know, I was just over there, you know, while you was uh, talking to somebody, I was over there speaking to Shaka about something. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had got a line on some, you know, looking at some gold and all that, and we was going into all that type of discussion. But the thing was, you know, it came up where it's about how we don't have, you know how they always say the same old spiel, we ain't got a military, we ain't got gold, we ain't got our own language, we ain't got all this. Yep. You're not going to have any of that till you have your own either municipality or nation state property. You feel what I'm saying? Yep, yep, yep. Now, yep. once you... Uh, uh, yeah, go they ahead. call them political subdivisions. Right, right, right. Until we recognize... Outside of these municipalities where they had a presumption that no, you're you're Negro, get in line. You know what I'm saying? Until we get outside of that and start dealing on the international level and start doing business with other countries and trade like that, because I I feel like this. You're not gonna tell me that the United States can dump debt off to China. And all that, and claim China to be an enemy, but when you do it, you an enemy. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Yep. That shit don't make sense. But check it. Now, when you are doing business with another foreign nation, and you establish like we're supposed to have it, you know what I'm saying? Where we recognize within the United Nations, i.e. the old League of Nations and all that bullshit. When you recognize inside of all that, if anybody was to bring harm to that, that's violation of international law. And that's the attack on not one, but two nations. So that's the person that actually did that would be held accountable for that. Act. That's an act of war. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can't do that. They don't just run over there and get mad at China. Like, oh, man. No, I they don't. You do right. They ain't running over there like, what's up with your 100 million soldiers? Do you karate now? They ain't doing all that shit, man. Because they know they're in the wrong. You remember, I think it was maybe about seven to eight years ago, 
when they had all that money and they gave them that gold and it was filled with all that other shit. I think they had other metals inside the gold. And it was like, oh, yeah, hell no. Um, yeah, I, I was actually watching something the other day, man. Um, and um, in Rome, they, they started that practice in Rome, actually. And what they would do is they would take uh, silver, right? And they mm-hmm. they, they take that shit and they, and they grind it down with other metals, right, and a little bit of gold. And then they would create more silver. And the problem was that they did this shit so much it caused inflation. That's that's exactly where inflation came from. They yeah. did it with gold too. They put copper in the yeah, gold. Yeah, happened in Rome. Yeah, well, well you know they say right, this is right. Rome. They're doing the they're doing the same shit that they that their ancestors did. You know, that's, that's You're absolutely that's really what right. And that's the craziest part because we see it's a re, it's a repeat occurrence throughout history. Ain't none of this shit changed. It's the same shit happening. Wow. Exactly. That's exactly we right. We're not prepared. We're not prepared for it because we're not well learned in all the shit. Because they got so many years on us with these studies. We done jam this information. How long y'all been on the radio? That's how long we've been years. swallowing this information outside of people that's been studying outside of y'all doing your show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'm we've sure been on this shit for years. I mean outside of this, outside the radio, my nigga, like Probably like a good six years. Right. You see what I'm saying? So you've been in it before you even touched the radio. Like Jonah yeah, been come on. He was way back with motherfucking Joe back then. Yeah. Yeah. Back then, yeah, exactly, bro. <laughs> you yeah, see what I'm bro. saying? I'm, yeah, I'm 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 about I'm about a good ten years deep into this now, man. I mean I think Jonah's probably close to twenty, so I mean we've been dead. I mean, it's a long road with this shit, man. It's a long road now when we try to get conventional people to align themselves with that information, that makes the road even longer because they're not accepting that. Like, yo, okay, we need to do what? Yeah. We can't get past yeah, the and it's not fair. Why you got to hold all the money? Yeah, see, well, you still going to have that with most of these cats that are saying they're ready for it. They're going to be like, why you got to hold all the money? Well, see, the problem is, you just went over is that entire, there's enough money, right, to spread around the whole world, right, and everybody everybody could be could be rich. But the problem is, is that very few people um, have a true desire to really to really have money, right, to really truly be rich. So, they're, they're, in in essence, there's more than enough, right? The abundance is plenty. We live in a world where there right. is no lack of abundance, really. So everybody has the opportunity to get rich. It's just a matter of, is that what you really want? Do you, do you really want the money? Because in you actuality, to, land, me, man. to me, acres of land is more important green do- than green dollars because then acres of land turn yes, to green is. dollars. And, and, and when I say rich, I'm, yeah, and, and to me that that's that's rich. I mean, listen, if, if you can create the paper and, and and then turn the paper into tangible things like land, right? Which is one of the most tangible things that we got. Trees, lumber. Yeah. You see, what I'm saying you got trees as lumber. If we get off of this, uh, 
materialistic ride that the reality we in this paradigm, if we get off that materialistic ride and ride that natural nature ride and understand that shit, we can do whatever with this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get back to that alchemical stage. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. alchemy is not just smelt well, metals. It, yes, it, yes, that's right. That's right. It's not. It's not. But but alchemy, right. the alchemy starts in the mind. Alchemy is a there mind. It, 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 it's a mind state, right? So essentially, anytime you use alchemy, we're talking about magic now. Mm-hmm. You got to know how to manipulate well, yeah, that's been Because now we're talking about turning water into wine. Yeah, we go. <laughs> I mean, I'm manipulation. Calling, bro. You... Yeah. Up, up, so, no. Nah, what was you about to say? You got to. Uh, no, nah, I was going to say, I'll leave you in, man. I'll leave your mic open. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep it uh, moving, though. So we can, right, uh, we, we can get to everybody. All right, we're going to go to 503-890. Peace to the God. Peace to the God. What's happening? Hey, what's happening, bro? Uh, I'm too bad. I only caught you in the middle of your show. I'm going to have to go back and download. I was late getting on. But um, I do have That's a question right. that's um, kind of related, though. Um Questions about uh, but oh shoot, hold on, this if I'm about to die, hold on, we'll get that. All right, can you hear me now? Yes. Hello. Yeah, I hear you, bud. Hello. Hello, hello. All right. Yeah. To that brother's phone. Let's close the mic. Okay. All right. Sorry about that, man. I was having problems with my my headset there. But uh, all right. so let's say you have a business structure. Uh, with the say you have a business structure uh, trust with the nine eight as the responsible party, and you up uh, yes. and then you get an EIN for say an LLC or on a corporate business association. Are you still required to pay taxes on that on that second entity? Um, so that's a great question, right? So it depends upon, um, the nature of the business that you're doing, right? Some mm-hmm. businesses, you may still incur a taxable, um, occurrence. So yeah, you still may have to pay a tax. Not so everything the, uh, taxes in, especially if you're going to use the LLC. Okay. So let's say I open up a, say, um, uh, a car repair shop. Uh-huh. Or how do I find out? Because this list, I can ask this question like a thousand times. How, how so, can I find so out? So let me put it to you. State? So let me uh, let me put uh, let me put it to you like this. Right? Yeah. If if you receive if you're receiving money into the business, yeah, uh-huh. and the business and the business gives the money to the trust, then the business has not received income. Uh huh. Okay, 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 ah, uh, okay. All right, because I wondered how does that work with the nine eight? Oh, you know, hold on. So, say if so, you get so, taxed, well, uh huh. Well, well, then what happens is, is depending on who your beneficiaries are, right? Or um, when you do a transfer, you can incur a tax there. 
somewhere along the line, you could incur a tax. It depends upon. So what I would recommend that you do, and, and, and these lines are very vague because you can look in the IRS code all you want, right? Um, but unincorporated mm-hmm. business associations don't don't uh, pay um, inheritance or estate tax. You know what I'm saying? So so your, if your estate is doing business on behalf of you, that estate's not paying tax. So you almost won't have no tax liability, depending on how you're doing things. That's why I, I keep going back to that. Mm, okay. Massachusetts Business Trust, people set that shit up so they had the least amount of tax liability as possible. But then when you set up, mm-hmm. you setting up the, the, that with a 9-8 number, yeah, it's completely outside their jurisdiction. So the only thing that I could even see them taxing you on would either be a transfer, right, or it would be um, the beneficiaries themselves, depending on their status, and they would get taxed on that. You got to go back and listen to the top of the show because I did it. I'd explain that. Okay. Okay. Definitely. We'll do that. <clears throat> and I got uh, one more question <clears throat> related to the um, the estate. When I attempt to get a credit for the estate, am I applying as a business entity or as if I'm a person using my Social Security? Are you trying to get credit for the estate? Yes. Um. So... Who are you trying to get credit with? Um, I haven't chosen one yet, but um, perhaps one well, where you may have credit, to. Like a credit card? Yes, exactly. Okay, okay. so let's say you're trying to get a credit card. You apply for a credit card with your state EIN. And you do it under your, right. you do it under your straw man. You do it under your straw man's name. Oh, but just using... That, oh, okay. I was thinking that would be like merging. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be merging? Since the so is, nah. is it that so nah. that that wouldn't be merging it. No. Oh, okay. All Cause right. You're not going. Cause, yeah, because because you're not going to apply for it, and, and you're not going. I'm, I'm applying for an, uh, an estate credit card. It doesn't work like that. You just apply for it with the EIN that you have for the estate. It's an estate though, because that's what the EIN designated oh. as. It doesn't matter what gotcha. it's called. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I was confused on that. All right. Well, that's all I got, Joey. Right. I appreciate it. Thank you. And peace okay, to the God. God. No problem, bro. Peace. Peace, peace. All right. We're going to go to uh, 646-907. Peace to the guys, Joey. Peace to the guys. What's happening? Yeah, this is Ramel L., man. I just This is my first time not listening to you, but it's my first time actually chiming in. Ramel L. Ramel, Ramel L. Ramel L. Okay. Yeah, you yes. don't want to uh, the court case, huh? Yeah, 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 but I, I have issues Boy, with it. I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> nah, I don't need to be famous about it. You know what I mean? I really don't. I, I don't want to be. No, I don't want to be famous I about it. Yeah. You know, I tried to reach. You know, I actually tried to reach out to you on uh, Facebook. When oh, not nah, my Facebook. They blocked. They locked. They locked me out. Yeah, they want me to do some type of Facebook. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, but it's all it's all good. I mean, we could we could talk about that. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But so you gotta understand on, when. Not much, man. Just chilling, man. You know what I'm saying? On that note, since you mentioned it, I didn't want to bring it up. You know what I'm saying? Well, I I didn't really. Ever, I really know. Like, you 
know, you ringing bells yeah. in here, man, you know. Yeah, so, you know, I, I didn't want to. Do... Nah, nah, but I'll say it since it's already been mentioned up. It's been mentioned up on other shows, so let the man speak for himself. You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel. We get it out. Right. What I'm saying no, is no is doubt. that when I put when I put my uh, my petition out, I did this last year. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I didn't never. This is my first time ever doing an appeal. This is before the the the, the webinar became out on the appeals. You know what I'm saying? Right. So okay. at the end of the doing day, an appeal, doing an appeal is not is not easy. That's why I'm doing a webinar this weekend on appeal. Right. Right. Right, right, right. Well, check this out, though. Check this out. So, so you know what I mean? I was getting hindered on. Like, come on, man. People make their mistakes. But, I, but I've been getting remedy from the process, so I'm not knocking anything like that. You know what I'm saying? But if you 90%, 10% fail, failure, 90% failure, 10% success, then everybody has that time to make their success. But let me tell you something, um, Joey. That appeal never went through because – so it never went through because – I wasn't when I read the rules in um in, in, in Erie County. Well, it's in Albany, not Rochester. They want you to send like ten copies out. You know what I'm saying? And pay an extra three hundred and thirty. Right. You know what I'm saying? So only thing right. I'm gonna say for the record is that if it's my intellectual property because I wrote it up. You know what I'm saying? Only thing I'm just saying is if mm-hmm. if, if this was gonna be uh, put publicly, and it's not against you because I don't know what's going on, but. I could at least well, got the courtesy to ask. Yeah, yeah, but but there's other yeah, but brothers that understand. have. Mm-hmm. Right, but you do understand, and, and I'll make this clear for the record, mm-hmm. that your, your, your appeal has, ne- has never been read in the public, not by us. And mm-hmm. what, what, is in, what is in the public is the opinion of the judge. That's public. Right, right, I that's know about that. You can, you, can look up, you can look up... You could look up my name yeah. and I pull up. I I know it because this is my case. Yeah. I know what's going yeah. on. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's the it's the yeah. it's the opinion. We don't actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and for for the privacy of of number one people's cases and because of, of how um how important this paperwork is, we will never read um somebody's appeal over the air anyway. So if we read a judge's mm-hmm. decision, that's that's so that people can learn from it. But actually, we we mm-hmm. didn't read that on the air. We read that actually at a, at a seminar, brother. So I can tell you for certain, I've never seen your appeal. But based on how the judge wrote it, I knew he was fighting. Right, 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 right. And then and listen, check this out, Joey. I was the first person in New York to ever get called in. A lot of people don't know that. I actually went to court. You see what I'm saying? I actually it? went to court. I actually, yeah, it's recorded. But I never I, I spoke like to you like that. So yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, uh, your 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 emails make more commerce at uh, make more commerce. You know, with, I, I don't know I, at gmail dot com. Yeah, so I, more, I, I, yeah, I'll I'll send you. Yeah, just uh, yeah, make uh, M O O R. Okay. All right. So yeah, brother, it's all respect. I don't know. I'm just so looking at the look. No, it's, no, it's yeah. all good. So let me give you my philosophy on this, right? Because. Um, this information for everybody's been trying to figure out how to get out this system for years, depending on how mm-hmm. long you've been on this information. And mm-hmm. we all make mistakes. I made a mm-hmm. mistake uh, na- nationalized. Straight up. I made a, right. I made a huge mistake. <laughs> You're around my age, man. I'm but, 33 years old, so I can relate to you, bro. Yeah, I'm 30. Yeah, I, I made a mistake. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And... and the thing about it is that I had to learn from my mistakes so that I could actually do it correctly, and then I got, and mm-hmm. then I actually got my nationality. Stuff. 
So, mm-hmm. my nigga, I, I'm, I'll never be the one to, to, to beat somebody up for their mistakes. Mm-hmm. At least you, at least you attempt to do the process. If it worked for you, mm-hmm. it didn't. And now you know what didn't work, so you can come back and do it correct. Uh, come back again. Exactly. 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 This ain't the end. Yeah, this ain't the end of the road, man. It ain't listen. It it ain't it ain't the end of the road for me, God. My what? You know what somebody told me a long time time ago, bro. It's not about how you fall, bro. But how you get back up. You yo, you absolutely right. And then I'm a sag by nature. I'm a sag, so it's not even in my spirit. And I love to learn, and I love to make mistakes. I'm saying. And, and just like I make mistakes, other people is. I just tell them, hey, listen, don't give up. I already knew, but see, this is the benefit of it. I got something out of the deal. But even my girl, and we went through a lot, she told me that it, it speaks characters. A lot of people don't even know that I didn't have no money, you know what I'm saying, to get out there, right? I had to hustle up money to go to, uh, to, to, uh, to, to, to uh, Buffalo. I'm not from Buffalo, brother. I slept in the airport, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. I slept right, in the right. airport. You know what I'm saying? I put in what I need to do for this hindsight. I've been studying law since 2012, bro. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If it, it, They say when a student is ready, right, a teacher appears. You know what I'm saying? It was a thin line yeah. between yeah. me running into. It was a thin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I got to ask you now. Did you, did you attend one of our seminars? Um, I'm going to be honest with you. No, I never, uh, I never attended one of your seminars. Okay. And I'm going to tell you the reason why. It's not because I didn't want to go to a seminar. It's just at the time. Cause, so I ran into y'all at last year, bro. So last year, it was around June. I had just moved to back to Nevada. I was in Arizona. I'm from New York. But I moved. I was in, I was in Nevada. I moved, I moved to Arizona for my shorty from Chicago. I moved back to Reno. Y'all went to Arizona, right? So it, it, my finances wasn't right then. You know what I'm saying? Then I went back to Arizona. No, I, I, I completely yeah. understand. So, so in all fairness, let me say this. Because I'll say this to anybody. Um, mm-hmm. When they make the mistake that you made. Okay. And you're not mm-hmm. the first person who's done this. So don't feel bad about mm-hmm. it. But mm-hmm. when you don't attend one of our seminars or specifically get that nationality consultation, right, to go over the appeal or, or to go over mm-hmm. the case in general when you first put it in, then what, what's going to happen is you may run into an error, right, mm-hmm. that you didn't foresee because maybe you didn't have all of the necessary tools to be equipped. So right. don't feel bad about it. And, and, I, and I, like I said, I won't beat you up about it. But what I mm-hmm. want to tell you is you should have came to a seminar or at least waited yeah. to do that until you had all of the tools because, my nigga, you don't go play uh, football uh, until you understand all of the rules of the game. It, yeah, you 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 absolutely right, Joey. But check this out. You know what I'm saying? And then me, I'm still going to attend a seminar. So you know what I'm saying? And don't think that it's never going to happen. You know what I'm saying? It's never going to happen. Whether right. I, when I get out or not. You know what I'm saying? See, the thing is, it's a, y'all can't free me, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be honest with you. I gotta free myself, right? Yeah, you got you gotta do it. You know what I'm saying? Straight up, exactly. All, all we can do is be a conduit mm-hmm. for you, bro. That's all y'all can be, and I'm not mad at y'all because who else are you going to get this information from? Now, well, because been, I made my for years, he, he couldn't get me out the system. I had to get myself out the system. You had to do it, bro. So, like I said, at the end of the day, is I learned my mistakes. These mistakes was made yeah. for me a while ago. I study every day on a regular, and not actually, I network. I don't know if you know, Shaka is my mentor. You know what I'm saying? 
You know what I'm saying? Shaka is my direct mentor. You know what I'm saying? So nine times out of ten, even last year, what I mentor is, I always bring it to him. You see what I'm saying? I always bring it to him. I'm always being counseled. Well, so I'm not somebody well, that's just, here's, just doing here's, something. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, mm-hmm. there, there are always going to be some unforeseen things that happen. When I was doing mm-hmm. my nationality, I had un- unforeseen things happen. Right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm at every seminar. Right? But there was some mm-hmm. things that happened that I didn't foresee to happen. So mm-hmm. it's a learning experience in itself. Anytime you do any of these processes, money, you learn. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So at mm-hmm. the end of the day, bro, I learned a lot just from reading the the um the adjudicated opinion from the judge. I learned a whole lot. Just Me reading. too. I'm like, oh, okay. Me but, but, too, but, but bro. Also, it also shows you how mm-hmm. racist some of these judges are. But then I've done mm-hmm. cases where the ver- the very first case that I did was in Chicago. Um, it was in Illinois. It was a guy and his mm-hmm. wife, and they went in. We had a black female judge. She specifically told him in the court. I know that we all moors, but I don't have the power to change your nationality. And then she proceeds to stamp granny on the paperwork, all over the paperwork. Mm. So mm. I've seen, I've been, I've seen it, man, all over the country, man. How, how they act, bro. Some of these judges don't mm-hmm. do it, some of them not. You can do the process 100 percent right, and they still want, might not want to give it to you. You, 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 you still you, gotta go. You absolutely appear. You still, you absolutely right. But what we learning right here, right? Paperwork is magic, right? Right? Hey, so hey, you, you can do it right. Yeah, I'm saying you got to have a trail of it. You know what I'm saying? Let me tell you where I'm at right now. I've done everything. I did the non-UCC. I've done everything that I need to do. My injunction works. I've, I, I've beaten, I haven't even gave testimony on the air about that. I've beaten, I've beaten an order of protection against my baby mama. You know what I'm saying? After I, I whooped her ass right. in court, you know what I'm saying? I just got finished a, a few weeks ago. <laughs> my man Jamal, uh, I, I got a recorder. I got to send you. It's five minutes. I made I made a judge run off the bench. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know what I'm saying? Off the Constitution. Mm-hmm. So I've had my trials and errors before I ran into y'all. So I, I was just for, fortunate to have a lot of times to bump my head. So when I ran into y'all, you know what I mean? I was never scared of the judges. I, I, I've been through the, the, with the shit, so I, I need to apply the right knowledge, and it worked to my thing. My injunction is great, you know what I'm saying? And then even now with my new name, right? I feel confident to give them my new name. Shit, that ain't in the system, you know what I mean? I don't have no worries mm-hmm. from y- y'all listening to y'all that other motherfuckers have. You know what I'm saying? I don't have that. Right, absolutely. Only thing, right, only absolutely. thing I'm doing, I'm focusing right now on is the trust and. Getting the nationality first, because I already knew I needed to make my mistake for my family. I told my lady, because she's impatient, to let me figure this shit out, and then when I'm done, I'm pulling the trigger on all of y'all. You know what I'm saying? That's what I told her. Watch me do whatever I do. Watch me go through the minefield. That way, when it's your turn, I got you. You know what I'm saying? So I embrace the mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got to set an example, and what happens is, 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 what you what you did was you bumped your head, and, and and hopefully you bumped it hard enough to understand that you know there was there was some mistakes and you know there mm-hmm. was some procedural errors. But I mean, all it's, it's not something that you can't fix, bro. You know what I'm saying? So I say more yeah. power to you, brother. You know what I mean? And and, and really that's why we're here, because mm-hmm. um you know 
there ain't no hate over here. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I know and yeah. I know for certain that 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 Jonah uses these things as as learning experiences when he's teaching. Right. So I'm, I do the right. same thing. I do the same thing, bro. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because we we got a lot of people that that listen, and it's very mm-hmm. important that that when we're teaching people that 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 we show them the mistakes. That we show them, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, where the where the failures was and the successes. So niggas know, hey, right. man, yeah. As as a group, nigga, we ninety percent failure, ten percent success. You right about this, as but you know group. what I learned about this, Joey? The, the 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 simple thing, and I had to learn this. You know what I'm saying? The simple thing that I could tell for anybody that's hearing, you. 99% of your cases, and Jonah's been dropping the baby yet. You know what I'm saying? 99% of your, your cases on anything. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck about whether it's appeals. Is that motherfucking baby act. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You got it because you got to prove, you know, you ain't got to prove, prove to them. You got to show them in their law that you was never a United States citizen. They, I, I pull up general laws for any state. You can have me pull up general laws from any state. Showing that you had to take an oath under the, the Constitution in, in a court of a uh, of, uh, of record, you know what I'm saying? A court of record, and, 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 and renounce your allegiance to your foreign state. You know what I'm saying? You have to. You know what I'm saying? Right. None of us did that That's as right. babies. None of us has done no, that. No, we never. You know what I'm saying? No, no, we never did. We never did, and we and we stayed under um, an allegiance that we never took. Right. Other, other and then they said when you to the flag. Mm-hmm. Right, we 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 did that. I grew up as a Jehovah Witness, and I never did that. I seen people around me do it. Didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it just said the law is is there. You just got to know the difference between public and private. So I'm glad that I made my mistake because I actually learn from my shit all the time because this is my record. I I I broke it down and dissected it. So. Now I know what to do the next time, and my paperwork is already edited and everything for what I need to do because I had to l- learn what my mistakes was. You know what I'm saying? So it's already corrected. And I'm just I, I'm just working on the commerce right now, and I think next next month I'm gonna go ahead and and pull the tr- trigger on my correction. But I can use stare decisis because my boy Olu. A lot of people don't know. I did, I know Olu, the one that did it. I per I I personally talked to him. And he told me he dropped mm-hmm. a jewel on me, even though he he put put his his shit on the social security card, and I had to get at his ass for that. Why would you do that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know what I mean? That's where he fucked up. Yeah, he fucked up. He fucked up. That. He fucked up. But I had his order in front of me, and I didn't even see what the fuck was going on. And I met him. You know what I mean? I'm like, yo. He told me international law they cannot get international treaties. They can't get around that. With the baby act, that's how he got out. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? That's not what I what, oh, yeah. what I did, and I made my mistakes. But I know and, what and, I and need to do not, now. Right, right, right. Huh? Exactly. And I mean, you, you know, the, the, and that's why you tell people the resources are there. I mean, the information mm-hmm. on how to get out of this is there. You know what I'm saying? Is I mean, there? And, there, and there, mm-hmm. ain't one, there ain't one way. There's really not one mm-hmm. way. Because believe it's it or not. not, I didn't go the way that everybody else went. You know, I, 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 I read it I between the lines, Joey. I read it between the lines. You know, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. I ain't going to say nothing, bro. I read it between no, the lines. I got everything. I mean, yeah. You know, people got, people know. I, I, listen, I went directly to the cops. I know it's cops. So, you know. Right, I, you know, I, I bro. Did, I did my shit differently. But, you know, <laughs> when I'm on 
And I'm still correcting the bus. That is that. I I yell directly with the top boss. So everybody's going to do their process differently. That's what's up, because I could do it the same way, but you know what I'm saying? I said that I want to go ahead and attack. No, but I highly, I wanted to go. I highly, highly recommend that everybody do the birth certificate process first. And then, if you want to go right, to right. a higher level, you right, you right. Gotta, you got to change the thing where it started. I'm actually working back. Right. I, I know, I see what you was doing, but I, I already had the jewel on correcting the birth certificate. But I'm I'm still going to hold that. You know what I mean? I know I know that's there. I want to get that that order though. You know what I'm saying? I'll probably still do it. That's just at my my discretion right now. I'm just deciding which one I want to do first. You know what I'm saying? See, yeah, I already have a form of separation see. already. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm good on correcting the birth certificate. I ain't worried about that. Right. Because mm-hmm. once you have the order, then what we're talking about is mandatory. Um. Uh, a, a mandatory uh, bi- biography challenge. You understand? That's right. Your status. Now. Right. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a. Is it? It's not an up for question game or a guessing game. It's a. Yeah, we gotta do this shit. <laughs> you right. You, you. You 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 you, you, you yeah, right so on I'm that. Gonna, I got. Go 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 to court. All roads lead to court. You gotta go to court first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got to. And I, I'm glad about me. My hard-headed ass, I ain't scared to go to court. I'm actually bored right now, so I be wanting to go into court and get it in. You know what I'm saying? Any chance that I can get. You know what I'm saying? So I yeah, can I get my practice I up. I I got some I questions for you, though. I only want to be in that motherfucker if I'm making some money. Other than that, I have no desire to step in the courtroom. Well, I only want to go to court because court is a bank, though. You know what I'm saying? That's the only reason why I like my that's money. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's it. That's and do you think I want to go to court like that? Nah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and yeah, I got a lot of people on the line, man. I gotta I gotta keep it going, brother. But um I got some qu- I got a question for you though, bro. Oh, That's what I'm saying. Okay, I, I just wanted to talk about that because you brought it up, bro. If you didn't bring it up, I would have right. asked the question. That's all right. You know what I'm saying? That's all right. All right, all right. All right. All right. All right. So what's up? Alright, so my question is is this. I, I got my um I got a DBA in Arizona, right? So I'm okay. setting up my um my bank account out here, but they told me they told me out here that when I had my DBA from Arizona that they need me to do a DBA out here. I already did the rules, looked at the rules, but I thought about it, I'm like, damn, I can use full faith faith and credit and use my DBA at the county here and have them accept it as full faith and credit so I can do business here. You know what I'm saying? Oh, um, you could attempt to do that. Well, but let me ask you though, where, where are you? You in New York right now? Where are you? No, nah, no, nah, I'm 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 in Nevada. Okay, so so um and and one part of Nevada telling you that, that that you can oh you talking about Arizona? Yeah, one in Arizona. You try to do this. Yeah, Nevada, I got right? one in Arizona, so okay. I was trying to so, uh, do my open up my account. I already you know I mean they told me I just need well, uh, well, to let's, show let's, them a DBA from Nevada. Uh huh. Let me ask you this. How much does it cost to get a DBA in Nevada? $20. My nigga, just get a DBA in Nevada. Right, 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 right. But this is my question, though. Okay, check this out. I, I did the rules. I looked at the rules. They got, I narrowed it down to an individual, a sole proprietor, and they had a general partnership. But here's the Jedi mind trick, though, God. When I read the rules on it, 
they told they said twenty dollars, you just notarize it, mail it in, boom, 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 they're gonna do it for you. But they I looked at another site, they were just like, Okay, once you do that, they want you to get a license or fill out a, a, an exemption, an exemption paper. I, I thought that that was mm-hmm. a Jedi, Jedi mind trick on that though, God. But what's the You know what I'm saying? They I looked at the form and it was like uh, the exemption, mail this in and give them a reason, a form that you need for it to be exempt. You know what I'm saying? They make it easy. See, everything is a fictitious name firm for everything. LLC, general partnership, uh, sole proprietorship. My thing was I was going to do a a sole proprietorship because on the sole proprietorship I could say my reason for uplifting fallen humanity, voluntary donations and shit like that. You know what I mean? Or whatever. But I'm like, damn. Because my EIN is already like established. It's unincorporated. Like this, is, this is what I would do. This is what I would do. Mm-hmm. If you do it like that, right, then then, then you put you put an affidavit uh, with that exemption form, right, and then, and then you say, hey, I'm exempt, uh, uh, you know, because under the Constitution, under, under religious law, you know what I'm saying, y'all, y'all cannot um, say what I can and cannot do. So, essentially... You go go under that unincorporated structure. Right, 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 right. I'm glad you told me that because I was thinking I was going to put my um, declaration of trust and file it at the county as miscellaneous here at the county along with the DBA filing I did. You know what I'm saying? That was the you thing can, that I was thinking. Um, you, you can. And they, they also have um, what, what you can do is just, um, you can... You can register the trust essentially. Um, it's not even really registering. It's like notifying. It's like notifying them. They give you a certificate of registration back or a certificate of notification, whatever they call it in that state. Right? You can put that on the record. Hmm. Uh, and and, 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 jo- and oh yeah, you're right. And Joey, out here they don't have no articles. That you don't have to do an articles of formation out here in Nevada. Yeah, see? I thought that that was so. Sweet. Yeah, I like that. So if you like to go articles of formation, um, then, then then you just need a declaration. But, right. but mm-hmm. a bank may ask you for that. Oh, no, nah, I could do mine online out here. You know what I mean? It's sweet yeah, for I'm, me. I'm saying, like, if you open up a bank account, the bank account may ask you for that information. Now. No, that's what I say. I talk to a bank. I don't have to do all that. Oh, good, good. Okay, good. Yeah, so... I'm just worried Nevada, about the paperwork. Oh, yeah, see, yeah, so instead of Nevada, because it works differently, you, should, you actually should have an easier time getting that done. Right. Then, they just want to see the paperwork that they need, and I'm good. Yup. So it's cool. And then, and then mm-hmm. the declaration, it don't have to be very, like, a lot of times the declaration damn near looks like an indenture because it's so long. But uh, you could just make it one page. So this way they don't have a bunch of information on your check either. Oh, okay. Copy, copy, copy. I'll, I'll take that in. I'll download the show and I'll listen to it over and I'll, I'll get busy on that, though, bro. God, but God, yep. I don't yep. want to hold you God up, man. But peace to, peace, peace to the gods, man. Appreciate, appreciate, appreciate you, brother. Appreciate your hindsight, bro. No doubt, bro. No doubt, bro. Peace to God. All right. Peace to God. All right. All right. Um, what's up? I've been trying to holler at that man for a minute, man. We, I read this case about, uh, 
six, seven months ago. I just fuck around on Google, find that nigga's page. All right, six one two. There we go. Six one two eight four four. Peace, peace. What's going on? What's up, brother? Peace to God. Hey, hey, I got a question, bro. Uh, so, it's about the social and, and credit. Is that cool? Yeah, speak up a little bit, bro. It's kind of hard to hear you. I said my question is about social, the social security and credit. Like, I want to, like, hey, like, my credit is, uh, my credit, my credit is, uh, it ain't bad. I ain't got no inquiries on my credit. I do got, like, a couple bills now. My question is, do I need to, uh, or would you recommend me build, like, paying them bills and fixing, and fixing that credit up, that straw man credit, or just forget about it and, like, start focusing on building, like, a CPA and business credit? Well, it honestly depends on what your goals are. Like, let's say that you, you know, if one of your goals is to purchase a house in the next year, um, you know, and and you know that you're not going to have the cash to purchase it, you're going to maybe need that credit to get it if you don't have another way to do it, right? And, and if you know you're not coming right out the system, um, you might want, you might want to clean that, that social credit up. But if you're in a position where you're like, man, I'm trying to go private, you know, I'm about to, I'm going to buy a house and pay cash for it. You know, I'm just about to do everything private. Then I would say, fuck the social. Who cares what it's that? Yeah. You know, I want to start a business. I basically want to, I basically want to, uh, like, get, um, if I, like, whichever is pertinent at the time. You know what I'm saying? I want to get my, basically my goal is to start a weed business. And, um, and, and trying, because I heard you talking about you the weed $500,000 business loan. Yeah. And like buy so land, like buy equipment. No, not a dispensary. I want to buy land for growing space to be able to harvest plants and give them to the dispensary and just make bread that way. And then like so, have my own uh, brand, like start my own own dispensary, like that uh-huh. way. I'm, okay. I'm, pro- I'm the producer and I'm the uh, I'm the individual. I'm just the producer all the way. So I'd be producing I would plants and I'd be producing Yeah. I, I would suggest that you get your hands on the uh, the tax exempt business webinar. Um, that will that will get that will get you started so that you can get your business started. Um, that's on my site, and okay. then um, you can you can move to the business credit aspect once you got to once you get the business established. You can go to the business credit side of it, and the business credit side okay. of it is very good, um, very easy to build business credit. Um, female friend of mine. Um, we took her from having zero paydex score. She's got an 85 paydex score. Um, the highest Wrong. is like a 90. And so they was on the phone congratulating her. They was like, no, we never seen nobody with such a high score. And I told her, I said, I told her, I said this is going to be real easy for you to do if you just follow my instructions. So what, what I'm telling you is mm. if, if you set up a business, if you use um, an estate EIN or a CPN number for your guarantors, Okay. Yeah, because I want to use the. Uh, I want to use the. Uh, I want to because I want to know if I can be able to market that in the state where it's legal and use an um, unincorporated religious association. You want to know if you can do what with it? 
you uh, start an unincorporated association, religious association, and still be able to market for my products and be able to like like utilize like the um, cannabis aspect. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I don't want no LLC. Yeah, absolutely. You, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, you can, but but you need to do it through a trust because the nature of that type okay. of business, you need to be. It has to be in trust. Okay. And I'm gonna set yeah. up. I'm gonna and, set up a consultation. Okay. Yeah, I'm actually in the process of they just legalized it here. So we in the process we're gonna open up um probably, probably a bunch of dispensaries here, um, for, for wow. medical use. But um Where you I mean, at? That, that that's really the huh? Where you at? Uh, I'm in Missouri. Oh shit. St. Louis? Kansas City. Okay, Kansas City, Missouri. All right, all right. Start keyword, start keyword and putting little phrases together. 
in my mind, like, that I think might be in the document or, or little little hints, like circuit division, nationality, you know, 2018, shit like that, you know. So you, you got to, like, kind of, I don't know how to describe it, man. You just got to use your creativity when you're doing searches. I, I have to get up in the lab on that one. They hide that shit, bro. They hide it real good. They don't want you seeing that. Yeah, because I, uh, I know somebody, you know, I know for a fact somebody in my county had got through. And so I was going to try to, you know, see if I could find that because I figured that'd be handy in case I got to go to the tills or something when I finally do it. But, uh, yeah, I was trying to figure out the tips and that. Yeah, man. I mean, you in Nevada, so um, no, I'm not it's a different ball game down there. Yeah. But, no, I'm not. I'm not oh, in Maryland. Where you at? No, no, you're in Maryland, right? Yeah, yeah. You always think I sound like that, yeah, brother. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, bro. I'll be forgetting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you're, you're in Maryland. But, but, you know, we ain't done no I don't think we done no cases in Maryland yet. So, we'll be breaking new ground up there. Yeah, I think somebody got through. Oh, but, yeah. yeah really? I, I um, haven't heard of any, but um, I'm not okay. saying that there hasn't been. I just haven't heard of anybody. Um, yeah. And definitely not in D.C. Yeah. Because yeah, people in D.C. are definitely U.S. citizens. Yeah, I was kind of, yeah, yeah. I figured there's a way out for them, too, but I figured it might be harder for them. I was kind of wondering that. For sure, it's yeah. a way out. They were just. You know, that's why it's funny because, right, they've been so upset because D.C. never got statehood, right? And that people want statehood in D.C., you know what I'm saying? And they won't give them people no statehood. But, but now we know why they never had statehood, don't we? Yep. D.C. is not a state. It is a state, but it's not, it's not, it's, it's not a state well, in the sense yeah. of, of being its own country. Well, well, damn it, it is, though. <laughs> it is a state in the sense of being his own country, but it's not. But they, but they won't get the people say here, so. And that's almost like um, disenfranchising people. Yeah. You know, what bugs me out is uh, you know some of them even got it on their license plates. You know, the header on the license plates to say taxation with no representation. I know they do. I know they do. Kinda... And 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 begin tax like a motherfucker. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's all. That's all I really have, man. I'm just kicking back, enjoying the enjoying the info you dropping, man. Can I pick it up? Okay, okay. Out, bro. I appreciate you calling, man. Good to hear from you. Yep. All right. All right. Peace. All right. Peace. All right. So we're gonna be in uh, Dallas, like I said, on the 24th, man. You wanna come out and holler at us? Please make sure you get a get a ticket. Come out to Dallas. Uh, 24th. The flyer will be up on my site. This coming up week. Um, we'll be at the uh, city center in Dallas. All right, and I'll be doing a webinar this upcoming weekend. All right, um, the webinar will be over legal briefs. I'm gonna be teaching y'all how to do appeals briefs and how to answer motions to, to, the, to the court anytime they ask you to respond. We're gonna be looking at that information. All right, if I got enough people on, we will get this thing going. So it'll be Saturday, this upcoming Saturday. Look on my website for more information for that. Um, other than that, I think that's about it. 
to the seminar. Oh, yeah, and the privatization webinar that we did last weekend, it is now available. So get your hands on that. It's on my site, makemorecommerce.com. It's about three hours. All right. Um, and if you was on that webinar, um, I'll be sending out. I didn't forget about y'all. I got to send out that document um, that was part of that webinar. Okay. All right. With that being said, I'm up out of here. Hollywood, man. Peace to the God. Appreciate you sitting well, in, brother. Well, you know, good thing, good thing I'm still on here, man, because you now we get to go into overtime. That's why you left me yeah, on. You was like, yo, yeah, overtime. Hey, 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 it's funny, though, because, you know, you, you missed your overtime call, nigga. We gone. <laughs> Oh, here you go with this bullshit. <laughs> no, nah, that's what's yeah, up, man. Peace we we go. We go. Good hey, show, man. Peace to the guys, man. Hey, make sure you tune in to Dr. Asset's show tomorrow. Uh, awake with our set. Get your spiritual healing on with our set. And uh, we'll be back Friday with my man Donna Bay on Open Forum Fridays. Stand on your square. Keep studying. Peace to the gods. Peace to the gods.
You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation.